Hey guys, just a disclaimer before we start today's episode. The day after we recorded this, some extremely serious allegations of misconduct and impropriety have come to light. Now, without wanting to discuss all the details until we know more, those allegations have been levelled at two individuals in the WWE upper hierarchy, including one of this episode's rather prominently featured characters. Basically, what I'm going to say for now is, if you know, you know. I don't want to turn this podcast into a, you know, a generic wrestling news and gossip podcast. That's not the remit of what we do here. Unfortunately, the sorts of things alleged are the sorts of things the individual in question is doing in his character during this episode. And they unfortunately cast some of these in-character actions in a more upsetting light. But I also wanted to reiterate and restate our position on these such matters. This is my all-time favourite period in professional wrestling, and I started this podcast because the WWE can't talk about it as easily as they can other periods. The reason for that is a number of performers from this period are extremely controversial figures, and that is putting it mildly. The double-edged sword, then, is I've elected to do a podcast which will regrettably spotlight a number of, frankly, heinous bastards. As previously stated, it is not this podcast's place to moralise or tell you how to think. So we won't. We assume our listeners are against bigotry, abuse, and yes, murder. But to borrow an approach taken by one of my co-hosts, Lewis Clark, for his own wrestling podcast, The By Godcast, Ruthless Aggression Relived is not an endorsement, it's a critique. It is impossible to discuss this time period without talking about these often divisive figures. Some people cannot watch matches or segments featuring these individuals. And that's okay. I respect that. Please know that if I or any of my co-hosts talk about someone who makes your stomach turn, it is not because we agree with their viewpoints, actions, or behaviour. It is simply because they are intrinsically part of something I love very much. And trust me, on a personal level, that's no easier for me to swallow, I can assure you. Now, I don't know if anything more will come of these allegations. But I wanted to stress we recorded the episode you're listening to the day before they came to light, which is why we don't mention them during the course of the episode. I simply believe it would be wrong to not mention something here, And unfortunately, due to how the timeline and release schedule have fallen, there isn't a next best available point to bring this up. I believe it better to rip the plaster off, address this matter, and move forward. With all that said, please enjoy this episode of Ruthless Aggression Relived. From 2002 to 2008, World Wrestling Entertainment produced the Ruthless Aggression Era. Ruthless Aggression! As a power vacuum formed in the wake of wrestling's biggest boom period, WWE producers and superstars alike worked to reinvigorate their company and recapture success and acclaim. In the process, a string of future Hall of Fame level talent rose to the top 
and enjoyed crossover appeal in the public consciousness. We're going to take a trip back in time and travel through this amazing period in WWE history. The matches, the storylines, the home media and more. Every triumph and every heartbreak. Whether you were watching as it all unfolded, or you're here to learn about this era for the first time, this series will have something for you. This is Ruthless Aggression Relived. Ruthless Aggression! Hello and welcome back to Ruthless Aggression Relived, our journey through the WWE's Ruthless Aggression Era. My name's LT Fletcher, and joining me today for this jaunt back in time through wrestling history is a good old friend of mine. It's John Blood. Johnny, Ooh. say hello to the lovely ladies and gents listening to our fabulous podcast here today. Hello. <laughs> oh, hello. As, as I do. Thank you for having me, LT. Uh, it's always a pleasure. It's been a minute. I don't know how many episodes you've done since my last appearance, which was, of course, the first episode mm. of all the times, I think. Was that right? Well, absolutely. You were in, you were in number one. Mm, you, yes. You were, you were number one. And I as was I number should two. be. Yes. <laughs> uh, we, we're, yeah. uh, this is episode six of the regular Ooh, episodes now. You've been going. Uh, we got a couple of bonuses as okay, well. Okay. Is the bonuses on the Patreon? Is that what that is? We we got a couple on the Patreon. Oh. We got another. We got one coming up on the main timeline as well. Uh, should have had that one out uh, last week, but uh, my co-host suddenly developed a rather sore throat and she was unable to talk. So that, uh, that would that would have made for a rather one-sided uh, podcast. Well, LT, I am so. very quickly developing a sore throat right now. Sorry, I gotta go. Oh wait a second! I think <laughs> ah, you might be trying to deceive me again. Damn it! Got me no. again. <laughs> hey, listen, you are going to want to be here for today's show because we're discussing one of your favorites making his oh, WWE yes? television debut, in mm, fact. Oh, yes. Mr. No spoilers. Oh, for, okay, never mind. I will uh, not no, spoil. no spoilers for the uh, the ladies and gents that haven't mm, seen this no episode way. yet. Well, if but, you haven't, uh, you probably should have watched it already in preparation for this. Probably should have done the homework, mm, exactly. Yes, because Batista debuts. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, there goes the surprise. Yes, it is. It is, of course, the debut of... WWE Hall of Famer, as we now know him, and more importantly, Hollywood megastar, yes. Batista. In, uh, in a situation where, I, I guess I never connected that this is where he debuted. Uh, we'll get yeah. into it more, but it's it's pretty interesting Boy, uh, will we ever. how he debuts in terms of where his career goes, actually. Absolutely. So, uh, hey, do you know what? Before we jump into it, how, how have things been with you in the world oh, of wrestling? What, 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 what can you report that has occurred in oh the world of wrestling since you last were on this show? I was going to say, when, uh, I, I don't know, where, where were we at, in DPW lore when I did the first oh, episode? What, I think we were just about to start volume three. I could be wrong. Re okay, was that, because when did you drop your first episode? Do you remember? Uh, when, uh, March 18th, I believe. March? Oh my god, okay, yeah. So that was... That would so have might, been you might even have volume your, your two. second pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. That, that would have been uh, Fire Volume 2 we were just going into. So yeah, uh, for those that don't know, uh, I am a part of a bunch of different things. New Legacy Inc. is is uh, the, is one of the things I'm a part of. LT, a part of New Legacy Inc. as well, where wow. we play the video games together, all the wrestling mm. ones for the most part. Um, there's the Deadlock Podcast, where I talk about uh, retro wrestling uh, with my boys CM Pulse and Tony Pizza Guy every Monday. And uh, more recently, in the past... We 
we're at we're coming up on show number seven, Deadlock Pro Wrestling, which has been making waves on the East Coast uh, independent wrestling scene. LT, uh, actual fan, not forced fan, because I would <laughs> yeah. I would feel very bad if he felt like he had to watch. But LT genuinely loves himself it, some DPW. Listen, I I'm not going to tell you guys how to part with your hard earned cash, but I can tell you. DPW No Pressure, one of the most fun pay-per-view events I've seen. And it's all a very affordable, reasonable price mm. on dpwondemand.com. Yes. Not sponsored. No, not at all, for sure. Definitely not paying you. No way. I don't got money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, DPW No Pressure, a uh, lot of crazy matches on there. Alex Coughlin is on there from the New Japan Dojo. Uh, he takes on JD Drake. Uh, Miyuki Takase and Miyu Yamashita, uh, their first time ever wrestling anywhere ever happened on our show, which is unbelievable. Uh, M-Dog 20 wrestled in our main event against our world's champion, Bojack. How, how happy were you to book M-Dog 20? Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I mean, I'd been pushing for that for a minute, and the opportunity presented itself, and it was like, wow, I, I played as this dude in the backyard wrestling game. I've been watching him since like 2003, 2004. This is like crazy to me. And he was like just as good as I remember him being in like 04. Not that he, he obviously didn't stop wrestling or anything, but like, sure. you know, he doesn't really frequent the scenes that I've been watching. But like, he's so good. He's in great shape. Great guy. Yes. Hasn't missed a beat. No yes. way, not at all. But yes, hey, thank you for letting me uh, talk about you. Yeah, DPWondemand.com. Uh, we also have some free content on YouTube if you check out Deadlock Pro on YouTube. A lot of, uh, we had uh, Kanosuke Takeshita on an episode uh, recently. He faced Adam Brooks. We had Davey Richards on an episode recently. So things are picking up for DPW. Excellent stuff. If you like... If you like good wrestling, well, I mm. I think it might be uh, one to try. Hey, like Johnny says, check it out on YouTube and then just take it yeah. from there. But honestly, the pay-per-views, some of the best that Thank you, I bro. have seen. I appreciate that. But we're not talking about a pay-per-view today. Oh, no, Ooh. no. Today Ooh. we are talking about the May 9th, 2002 edition of WWE SmackDown, in yes. which Michael Cole and Taz commentate from the uh, imaginatively named arena at uh, the harbor yard in bridgeport connecticut why is it just the arena is there a reason i assume they just couldn't think of anything better like they they specifically just refer to it as the arena but That's apparently weird. It is apparently it is now referred to as harbor yard arena which uh, at least sounds yes. better maybe, maybe they genuinely couldn't think of a better name i definitely uh was confused for a minute because it was like i was looking for the may 9th 2002 episode on the peacock of course lt and i <laughs> uh sometimes share separate experiences with WWE viewing because he is still on the WWE network Uh, so there are times when I need him to send me links to the network version so I can show deadlock people it um but I was looking, I was like, I, for some reason I thought you told me to watch on an episode of Raw. So I was like, what? The hell, May 9th? Is this in England time? May 9th? I don't <laughs> yeah, I? the time differential puts us like <laughs> three, three days. and a half days yeah. behind. Yeah. I was We're like, what really is happening? But it was SmackDown. And of course, uh, for those of you that aren't privileged enough to have Peacock, <laughs> what a wonderful service. This is SmackDown <laughs> Season 4, Episode 19. So stupid. Why did they do it, man? It's wrong. I, I honestly, for the sheer inconvenience, like there's uh, there's rumblings they're gonna move oh, the network God. over to Peacock in the UK. And honestly, if it comes to that, pff, I'm just I'm just gonna unsubscribe. I can't be bothered with yeah. that noise. Get that's, out of here. No, I mean that's no it's way. definitely it takes some getting used to, man. I mean it just yeah. runs like. But I mean, even like the presentation, like the the, I feel like on the network, at least from what I remember, the thumbnails were kind of like appropriately picked yeah. for the episodes. Uh, we watched an episode of WCW for um, 
deadlock uh, the other week. Or sorry, yeah, the other week. Uh, it was the first Nitro after Arquette won the title, and the Oof. thumbnail was just like Kevin Nash and Terry Taylor hanging out. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not really telling the whole story. There. Yeah, it's like what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> Way to bury the lead. Can there. I say fuck? I did the first fuck. You can the show. say as many dirty sorry words as that. you like. All right, I'll try. Not Even to. bum. Oh no, that we would never go that far. Not the bum word. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know what you thought, but um, right off the bat, and obviously you, you can never really tell with SmackDown because it is pre-taped, but I thought this was a really, really hot crowd all night. It was. It was a very good crowd. They uh, were very into it. They were and again, like I, like I say, I, I, know, I know they have been known to edit the crowds on SmackDown, but that it, is, it feels I know like what? they don't need to on a lot of these No, especially shows. during some of the entrances. Uh, the, for so, Somehow, I mean, this is jumping way far ahead, the ending angle is very hot somehow. But yeah, also a quick uh, quick question: How long, uh, how long has it been since they changed the WWE here? Uh, It's this week. It was uh, this. Is this the first SmackDown? First Um, SmackDown of the WWE. Okay, because it it feels like the (laughs) Raw this week. Yeah, the Raw this week was uh, the first one since the name change. Okay, yeah. So it it definitely feels like they are drilling at home that we are not WWF anymore. And if you say WWF, we will kill you. (laughs) <laughs> um, but the beauty of course is on Smackdown being pre-taped they can uh, fix it if the commentators sure. make errors which of course they couldn't do on Raw uh, with Jerry Lawler tripping ah. over his tongue a couple of times but it's, it's, it's all good we'll, actually I've got, I've got a note on that uh, in the first match but we'll get to that that definitely bit, because... doesn't stop for a while too because I think even oh, in no. the, the next like uh, even leading to Judgment Day, they're talking about because uh, I think they, this is around the time they're doing the online. They're like trying to do the online watch thing, like you can pay to watch it online. And yeah. they're saying like WWE.com, but the graphic on screen says WWF.com, mm. and then Lawler keeps saying WWF.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. No one knows what it is. That's crazy to think they were doing like watch alongs in 2002. The technology was you, totally not there. Did you ever buy one of those? I did not. I don't. <laughs> I think I wanted to, but I don't think I did. Um, mm. I can't imagine. I, you know what? I would love if, if anyone listening to this ever bought one of those WWF.com or you know that era, you know 2002 era online pay per view. I would love to hear your experience on it because there's, it just in my mind, I just feel like internet just was not good enough to run no, that. At like all. no, like. You probably would have got like six K dial up, yeah, like maybe like ten FPS if you're lucky. (laughs) Like I don't know, and that was probably on real player. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, really. 10 million gigabytes of malware. Oh my god, every yeah, time unbelievable. You, every time you watch a show. It's just, you get WWF porn? Is that what you're saying? WWF is <laughs> JR's ass? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them ideas, they might be listening. I might give me ideas. <laughs> well, fair. So, the show kicks off proper with WWE 2K22 superstar Stacey Keebler making her ah. way to the ring. I don't like that you're ignoring the Get the F Out propaganda video that starts at the top here. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we, we got Why the, is it we got the, the first old... thing? It is weird, isn't it? I guess maybe they wanted to sort of remind the viewers, or maybe if anyone didn't catch Raw on Monday, maybe I they guess, might be like, yeah. oh, you know, we, we're same company, but not. Have you already talked about this video on the pod? We we mentioned it on okay. we mentioned it on the last one, but what what did you think of it? Uh, I think it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the lady doing the gardening. Like, she pours tr- gasoline on a WWF bush and then sets it on fire, and that turns into WWE. I just I think it's just 
think it's, I mean, it's hilarious. It's just like, now, what the fuck? Now, when we say she sets uh, WWF Bush on fire, we don't mean the wrestler Barbara Bush. That no, we do not. not. Shouts out to BB, by the way. <laughs> which was Bob Holly's girl, I believe. Is that so? I believe that's why she was there. (laughs) Yeah. That that, that would probably explain it. And of course, the beautiful people intro, which I love. Um, I I wanted to, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure you talked about this a ton here, but I have to reiterate how much I love the transition of Shane getting thrown through the King of the Ring glass to go through the SmackDown logo in the intro. Oh, it's so good. That's the best shot of all time. Like, yeah, (laughs) there's nothing better than that, man. I love that shit. Um, and this is where they say, you know, welcome to World Wrestling Entertainment, World mm. Wrestling Entertainment, WWE, SmackDown, bold italic, double underline. And I think Cole says WWE new look, same attitude. Yeah, I don't mm. think so, brother. <laughs> 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 so uh, Stacey Keebler makes yes. her way to the ring, and uh, she does a dance for no a while, reason. a long dance, yeah, for a good old fucking while. Same attitude. <laughs> mm, same attitude to women, unfortunately. Yeah. But. What's crazy is that. In my mind, Stacey did so much more in WWF. They didn't, like, she didn't get a title at all, any title. Never. What the fuck? It's weird, isn't it? How's that possible? She was, she was one of the, the biggest and most beloved female wrestlers they had, but she had. it feels like she only had like 12 matches in her entire run. I wonder, can you argue that she's the most over woman to never hold a title? Is Sunny Quite up there with possibly. that? I mean, like, I, so, Sunny is maybe, but then again, Sunny wasn't. That really was a whole a different era, I guess. Though, but yeah, like, Sunny, right. Sunny wasn't really trained, and I suppose like, you know, who would you put her against? I guess yeah. Did Sunny have, like, Sunny probably had like a match or a couple, right? Let me yeah, check her. Um, maybe. But yeah, I mean, in terms of like never having that, did. But I guess at the same time, did Tori win any titles? No, she didn't. Yeah, so, which is that's unless even unless crazier. she won unless she won the Divas title when they created that. I could be misremembering um, that. I, I seem to. I, I'm probably confusing Tori with Candice. Candice did win a title. Candice definitely Tori. won the, the Divas title. Definitely, so, no, definitely. the only thing Tori did was the Hall of Fame. Um, and also, speaking of matches, the only match Sonny was ever in was in a 2009 Battle Royal. Wow. So, yeah, yeah so, we'll be seeing any of that on our title. Yeah, <laughs> so, Stacey <laughs> Or ever, probably. Stacey wrestled, was super over, and I, like she just had to do, like, you know... A, a spin kick and win the belt. I, I think yeah. that would have been cool, but, you know, I guess. Stacey, Stacey was never the best wrestler, but no, she was damn good at getting a crowd reaction. She was so loved. I In mean, an era where they were doing bullshit, too, man. It does not absolutely. surprise me. I mean, I, at this time, it's picking up a little more, but it, um, it's very surprising to me that they said, ah, give, give Stacey that belt. Mm. Especially here when she's at Vince's side. I See, I can't help but wonder if maybe... Like I don't, I don't know whose idea it was, but Stacy is a really prominent character for pretty much the entire time she's in the company. Sure, yeah. But she's never really a wrestler, so maybe for her that was kind of the trade-off. Like That's constant fair. TV time, constantly getting paid, not getting the shit I'm kicked sure. out of her by like Jazz and Molly Holly and all these like yeah, badass yeah, women, yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, Stacey invites the fans to give a warm welcome to Mr. McMahon with predictable results. Yes, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Vince's reaction to everyone shouting asshole. You, should, you shouldn't say words like that with a lady present. <laughs> Stacey's like, got this look on her face like she's offended. Like, no, you're quite right. Taz yeah. says, oh, and that's true. And Cole's here too. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not okay. really sure what the gag is there, but Great. thanks, <laughs> Uh, so Vince says Stacy's a model employee, but here on SmackDown they have some dissident employees, including the Jack, who oh, calls no. himself the Gate. <laughs> Unbelievable, this guy. 
How rude. What a jerk. Gosh. I told what, you not what? to interfere in Jericho's attempt to become champion, and he didn't listen. But he, he did listen. He didn't really. I mean, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't actually. He, he literally didn't interfere. No, he, he, he just walked on the stage. I think, right? Is what it was. Yeah, his, his music played. He did, he did the old. Uh, right. yeah. Did the old two K music. Two K cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Vince does say that if it weren't for Triple H, Chris Jericho would be the current WWE champion. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> true in more ways than yeah. one. Vince. Multiple times. That's true. <laughs> just just pull that curtain back there. Um, <laughs> He declares that he's come up with some new rules. There are going to be some, there's going to be a bit more law and order. There's going to be rules ah. on SmackDown. Ah. Uh, he says that Triple H is to come no closer than ten feet to him, and he's to do exactly as Vince tells him, and with a smile. Ah, um, <laughs> here comes the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, out comes Triple H, who for some fuck for sake and reason does full entrance with lighting just full, for a promo interruption full entrance with ponytail and triple h logo track pants as well hell yeah <laughs> this awesome. man came out in style yes this uh shut um, your mouth alt attire it looked like <laughs> <laughs> this is where things get a little bit strange uh hunter, <laughs> hunter asks oh how far how far is they supposed to stand away oh, from you vince feet, yeah. 10 feet Nine feet, takes a step forward, takes another step forward, eight he, feet, he gets another up step, to seven feet, yeah. he's like three inches away, five feet, <laughs> oh shit, uh-oh, uh-oh, me can't that, count. I wrote that down too, he said he was seven feet away, he's like standing right in front of fucking Vince's face. <laughs> um, we get a really awkward bit there, Hunter is... You want to fuck? Frankly, yeah, <laughs> frankly, sexually aggressive towards Stacy. Hey, and I, like you, to her credit, she is trying so hard not to call. She's in. She's that great, lip man. is quivering, man. She is yeah, trying you, really you wanna, hard not to bust. You want to fuck this old dude, or you want to <laughs> fuck this young dude? Triple H is thirty-three here. <laughs> Triple H is thirty-three and has more wrinkles on his forehead than Vince has ever had. <laughs> Fucking out! You want to fuck me or not? <laughs> All right, bro, get out of here. <laughs> not normal. Uh, and then he follows it up by making a making a pair of erectile dysfunction of jokes course. at Vince's expense. Uh, this podcast not sponsored by Blue Chew, by the way. No, thank. Well, sadly, but they pay decent <laughs> from what I understand. <laughs> uh, yeah. Triple H says, uh, "Which does Stacy want? A wrinkled up bastard with bad breath and a bad toupee?" And Taz says, "That's stiff." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Triple H threatens Vince if Vince gets in his way, and Vince gets the big grumpy in response to this and threatens violence against Trips. But yes. wait, here come some guys. Ah. So out comes Test. Uh, test rules, by the way. You Christian, Lance Storm, Reverend Devon, and Hardcore Holly. What all the stars are here. Of <laughs> Every, all the stars are here tonight. Oh, yeah. They're bringing a fucking uh, big guns for Triple H. This was H, also right? after Triple H called Stacey Anna Nicole Smith, uh, waiting for the billionaire to kick the bucket so she can get the cash. That yeah, is... I feel like he had to explain the gag there because she yes. doesn't look a thing like uh, Anna Nicole uh, Smith. Uh, Anna Weird. Nicole? 
weird. Yeah. But here comes okay. the all the main eventers here, and shockingly <laughs> enough. Shockingly enough, LT, they all whoop Triple H's ass. <laughs> well, I mean, Triple H does what anyone would in a five-on-one situation as the one, and, you know, manages to hold his own for absolutely fucking ages. Yeah, that's but they do get him down. <laughs> they, they do get him down eventually. They start, like, seeing them stomp out Triple H was very surprising. Uh, it was weird. All, like the SmackDown mid-card beating the piss out of Triple H. Like, so, that's very strange. So Jericho comes down here wearing a no shirt, pink pants, awesome look, <laughs> dip, dip dye Jericho, which is my favorite Jericho. Um... <laughs> Taz says uh, all the guys are hitting their best moves on the game, which comes after Test, of course, hitting his patented pump handle slam, and sure. Bob Holly hitting his patented running power slam. <laughs> right? <laughs> what? <Yep>. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Bo- Triple H not want to take the Alabama? Is that what it was? I, I guess. I've heard that move sucks to take, so I would not be surprised. Probably. I mean, it's it's a real whiplash of a move, isn't it's it? It's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Great but move. I thought it was funny. Uh, the uh, uh, all their all their big moves are being hit here. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> all their safest moves. <laughs> Bubba Ray Dudley, you need to be taking notes for yeah. uh, the next few months. No, <laughs> resolutely not. Uh, Jericho. Um, like Hunter, like goes fucking crazy. Like Jericho yes. brings a chair into the ring, he sits, sits in front yes. of Hunter, just like grinning at him. Hunter goes fucking mad. He double attacks go- yeah, goozles him, knocks him over the chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, he ends up getting cracked in the head with the chair for his troubles, and then Jericho puts him in the walls. Vince <laughs> slides into the ring to go, ah, yeah, yeah, ah, oh, yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's- <laughs> And then Vince tells Hunter, the pain you're in, you're gonna go to hell! And announces at Judgment Day, Triple H will face Jericho in a Hell in a Cell match. So Vince says, Hell in the Cell, which I feel like is a a lifelong uh, interesting change, because I feel like originally it was also Hell in the Cell. I don't know Mm. at what point it turned into Hell in a Cell. A Cell. Maybe they got a second one. Maybe. (laughs) Pronouns, pal. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, I don't know. Right, I don't know what you think. I think this segment went on about. It was super long. Ten billion years too long. It like this is eighteen if minutes they in. Cut all that Stacy stuff. It probably would have been a lot better. Sure, was... uh, but at the same time, I kind of like the match announcement. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, Vince we got there in the end. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right, exactly. Well, the the end of the angle was cool, just because you know Vince yelling in his face and Triple H is bloody and walls of Jericho, everyone stomping him out. Yeah, that's a cool visual. Yeah, I do wonder how this played out to the crowd. Like, what happened next? Like, did they all just go, "Okay, we're going now, bye"? It's time for the cruiserweight title match. What do you mean? Yeah, get out! <laughs> <laughs> get out of here! Tajiri's got to come out. Get out of here! <laughs> yes, it's uh, Tajiri defending the WWE Cruiserweight Championship with Tori Wilson at his side against. WWE 2K22 superstar The Hurricane. This is uh, still... champ out first. Yes, champ out first. Uh, Tori Wilson is in a geisha uh, She's because still that... in the old, uh, still yes. the old kimono there. Yep. Her gimmick is um, that Tajiri is abusing her, of course, yes, because that's yes. all the women get here these days. Uh, pretty much. It's, uh, it's not great for them. Tajiri is still holding the WCW version of the cruiserweight title. They have not changed it yet. I don't know when they change it. Uh, I wonder if that's because they just hadn't pressed a version with the new logo on the that, top. Oh, you know what? You're right. Because I, I, does it say, on, on the Raw on this WWF? Monday, I, I think the original did. Because like ah. on, on Raw on Monday, Regal had the European belt and it still said WWF and they must ah. have gone, oh shit, we shouldn't have gone out there with that. So that yeah, could be it. That's true. I didn't even think of that. You're right. Very interesting. Uh, Michael Cole, acting as Vince McMahon's mouthpiece, 
uh, behaves like a petulant fucking baby dickhead because they <laughs> lost the court battle against the World Wildlife Fund. Uh, just some advice here. Maybe don't break international copyright law. Dude, this is crazy. He says, we didn't want to change our names, but the wonderful people at the World Wildlife Fund thought that people <laughs> would be confused by their WWF and our WWF. And Taz says, yeah, people would easily mix up WWE superstars and a panda. This is so fucking goofy. So childish, man. But you know what? Honestly, I feel like that line of thought sort of infiltrated fandom for a long old while. Yeah. Like I even for years Fuck after this, the World Wildlife Fund. Right. <laughs> yeah. People were calling the World Wildlife Fund the panda people for years yeah. after this. And You're right. So and like it, I don't want to get into the ins and outs of it, but like to be fair, they were in the right. Yeah, they were, absolutely. Uh, it, it's it's kind of crazy to I mean, but that was it is it is crazy to look back because I think there's a lot of people that are still like that. At least you know, like people like our parents' age, maybe. Um, sure. Where like they'll still call it WWF. And oh, do you still watch that WWF? And probably yeah. when they stopped having any interest in it and decided to never look at it again is when it changed <laughs> names. People, there are absolutely people, a lot of people that think w, like wrestling tur- like got shitty when just because they changed the WWE. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. That that is a pervading sentiment that won't go away. I mean, I I mentioned this on an earlier episode, but we're not actually that far off WWE having been the company's name longer than any other. Wow, that's We're only like scary. a year and a bit away wow, from that. Wow, that's crazy. So at that point, it's like, well, you kind of kind of got to get with the times there. Yeah, yeah, know? for real. But it, it, it is a weird little statistic. We're coming really close to that time. That's now, so. scary, actually. That makes me feel too old, actually. Mm, yeah, pull a gray hair off my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, as you'd expect in the early going on this one, lots of fast-paced stuff. A lot know, of kicks. Good, Good little showcase for the the cruisers. They're really just doing all their gimmicks here. You know, Hurricane's going for choke slams. He doesn't hit yeah. it. Tajiri's doing the handspring elbow. Uh, at one point, Tajiri goes to the floor, and Tori tries to help him out. Tajiri is not happy with this and pushes her just in time for Hurricane to land a dive on Tajiri. Um, yeah. They do this cool spot where I don't know how they got there, but Hurricane ends up sitting facing the ring on the apron, and Tajiri kicks him in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Crazy. Yeah, that was so dope. good. Tajiri's kicks look like absolute. Murder. murder man yeah i don't i don't know how you can possibly fake them that's the thing so they must have just hurt i believe in ecw uh there was different versions of tajiri's kicks there was house right. show tajiri kicks and then there was t- <laughs> right. tv and pay-per-view tajiri kicks <laughs> which were good for the cameras yes yeah <laughs> oh boy wow um, there's a couple of strange little moments here. Well, I say strange, I quite like, there's a moment early on, Hurricane gets Tajiri in the corner, mounts him for the old, uh, ten, ten punch spot. Yes. Tajiri slips out and just kicks Hurricane up the backside. That's so sick, fine. yeah. <laughs> he, he was so smooth with all that stuff. His transitions to get into Absolutely. another position to kick somebody is awesome. Tajiri's great. I, He's too I, good. I don't actually think, and this might sound like a strange thing to say, and I'm sure people will probably send me like 50 links in the comments. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen him put on a match that wasn't and you know decently enjoyable. He's just a yeah, no way. I, I, and no, Hurricane's that, great too, obviously. Sure, but that's a pretty fair point. I feel like at least you know Tajiri doing like all you need out of Tajiri matches for him to do some fucking cool looking kicks, do the tarantula, and then I'm mm. happy. I don't need much Absolutely. more than that, you know. Taz says that Tori is a Lowell girl, just like the city in Massachusetts. Wow, Taz, how about that? I've been to Lowell, um, Massachusetts, LT. <laughs> Taz, <laughs> don't, know, uh, don't know if you knew this, mate. The word is pronounced loyal. <laughs> 
don't. Well, Lowell is an actual place in Massachusetts. That is right. it, it is. I did Google it. <laughs> but yeah, because I was like, what is this crazy man talking about? <laughs> but like a Lowell girl. What? I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure what the, is that a. What does that mean? I have no idea. I can only assume he tripped over his tongue and then tried to cover and just panicked. Unless uh, a Lowell girl. Is a, oh, it's a woman that worked in very subpar conditions. So maybe he's referencing no way. Her, her outfit, what? maybe? Is he talking oh, about, like, wow. what, because she was being of, abused by Tajiri? Is that what he's talking Taz. about? Taz. Taz, man, I apologize. That's a clever <laughs> reference, buddy. Yeah, brother, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you are the That's dumbass. <laughs> I am, I I absolutely retract that, and I, I did not know that either, the so we, no, we hey, both we, learned something. We, we are nothing if not educational on Thank this podcast. Thank you, Taz. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mr. Teacher Taz uh, to you, yes. brother. Mr. Mr. Sir Nerdja. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the, you know, after Hurricane does that little spot where... Uh, sorry, after Tajiri kicks Hurricane in the back of the head, like yes. you mentioned, they get back in the ring. Tajiri regains control of the match, goes for the buzzsaw kick, and Tori... She decides she's had enough. Yeah, she climbs onto sexy. the announce table. Oh yeah, climbs upon the announce table, strips off the kimono, Whoa. and she is wearing lacy underwear That's and awesome. nothing else. That's crazy. Tajiri, Tajiri uh, goes mad at this. He goes to ringside and shouts at her in Japanese. <laughs> he doesn't and... do much. Yeah, he goes <laughs> to ringside, stares up at her, and just yells for ten whole yeah. seconds and gets counted out. Gets counted out of the match. <laughs> what the um, fuck? Very, very strange. Uh, obviously, cha- you know, as the champion, can't lose the title on the count out. So, really, the question is, why did Hurricane not do something about this and get him into the ring? But okay, he's he's distracted by Tori, of course. Yeah. Um, wait a second. You are accusing him of being a horror perv. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> uh, so Tajiri gets back in the ring, walks right into a choke slam from Hurricane, and then Tori's music plays, and she walks away. Breaking things off with Tajiri, regaining her face, a big smile on her face. Taz is screaming for her to come back. (laughs) Get back here. (laughs) Get on this table now. (laughs) Hey, put your ass in my face, brother. (laughs) Sister. (laughs) Brother. (laughs) Uh, I'll be honest, I'm kind of glad this storyline's over. Um, yes. At least they ended it on a happy note. I was gonna say that's it a good, feels that's a like they rushed it. it a little bit, but yeah. like I'm glad that they did rush it because yeah, I wasn't mad keen on this. No. I, I don't. I think if you're gonna, if you have to make someone into an abusive character to turn them heel, then that honestly says more about the quality of the writing staff than it does sure. about anything else. And spoilers. Not the only person on this show who's going to have an abusive boyfriend angle <laughs> during <laughs> all our timeline. And the other all one is do. so much worse. Yeah, yeah. pretty much all of them. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, what did you think of this uh, opening match then? It was cool. It's just, cru- you know, cruiserweight title match. You, you can't go wrong with the cruiserweights. Backstage, Chris Jericho and Vince gloat. And Jericho promises to end Triple H's career at Judgment Day. Stacy's also there. She's just hanging out, though. She, she's just fucking there. She's not doing anything. <laughs> just, no, need, just hanging out. Needed to fill the show. Yeah, of course. She's just at Vince's side. Yeah. Uh, Vince decides to send Triple H's career on a downward spiral, oh. forcing him to compete. Divine intervention strikes, and in enters oh, Reverend Diva. Oh, testify! Vince's trousers, by the way, are flesh-coloured, so he looks like he's got none on, oh. which is a bit strange. Vince says he'll put Triple H in a match with Devon, and if Triple H refuses to accept the match, he's fired. Oh man! Uh, Vince, Vince then asks if 
he's here, like a badly translated anime dub. He's always he, here. He's, oh, always, he's, he's, he's always here, capital H on the he. Testified, brother. <laughs> Vince says, ah, testified. <laughs> Stacy also says it, and then Jericho says, I'm testifying. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that Stacy testified? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Brain damage from the others. Jericho's was not catching. much better either. No, Jericho's was cringe, but at least he's a heel. Yeah, that's true. Well, they're all heels, but at least he's meant to be a dickhead heel. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if Stacey's a heel. I, it's Just a, by it's association, a I guess, but yeah. Yeah, she kind of. Like, it's weird because she's, like, clearly being manipulative sure. of various people, but... I, I don't know, I kind of like Stacey's character because she's smart enough to get what she wants. Yeah, you know? sure. And if... if that means kissing a gross old man, then so be That's it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Truly a pioneer in the art of girl bossing. Of course. Amen. Uh, during the ad break, RVD makes a child do a slurp from his cup. What the fuck is this, man? <laughs> Strange. They're advertising the new WWE. Ooh, I almost said F. I don't want to get in trouble. WWE <laughs> Slurpy Cups. RVD walks in with blue singlet. And jeans. <laughs> it's just how he goes to the store. What how the he fuck? goes to the store. This Walmart, is an insane, man. insane look here. He walks up. He says, "Whoa, you, you got the wrong cup there." And the kid says, "Hey, man, I just, you know, I got my Slurpee. I don't really want to change. You gonna, you get another cup, bitch." <laughs> He shoves the kid into the slurping machine. You drink out of the damn RVD cup now. You don't understand, man. You don't want the cup with the rock on it. He's a pussy, man. Oh, yeah, he I couldn't take rock. my kicks. Whoa, no dude. <laughs> what a bitch. So, yeah, get fucked. I, I did like how I did like how the commercial ends with him not having like a stack of the RVD cups and just like <laughs> handing them out to people. I definitely funny. had the rock cup, by the way. Really? Oh, no, maybe I had the edge one. I think the edge oh. one might have been the one I had. Yeah, I do remember this. So, after the ad break, we cut to the locker room where Al Snow congratulates Hurricane. Fuck he, knows why, because he didn't win the belt, but he okay. He didn't win. He won by countout. I guess that's, you know, it's good. Uh, <laughs> GG, you fucking idiot. You were about to lose and then yeah. <laughs> didn't because his girlfriend got a kit off. Fantastic. He congratulates Hurricane for his hurra match, and Al Snow is standing there in a Spider-Man jersey. Oh, he is. He says, Big I know Spider you saw fan. Spider-Man. I know you saw it. It was awesome. He's a real superhero. And Hurricane says, <laughs> Spider-Man is a bitch, and I'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here. That Peter Parker is a real motherfucker. I would he... fuck him up. Is what he was <laughs> I love how Al's being the straight man, and he's like, he just suggests the Hurricane take medication. <laughs> you are something wrong, are you mad? Yeah, <laughs> He says, there's wonderful medication that help out these days. And Hurricane says, how about you wear my shirt instead of that Spider-Man shirt? Yeah. That's, that's quite nice. Gives him sure, a present. That's quite sweet. Um, so he gives him the Hurricane shirt. But underneath, he finds a riddle, mm. uh, which claims to know Hurricane's secret identity. <gasps> and Hurricane suspects it may be the work of Peter Parker. <laughs> well, that'd be, Imagine if that actually was the payoff. That it was. That would be Peter. like fucking that'd Toby Maguire insane. shows up next yeah, week. That'd, that'd be, be amazing. awesome. I can't believe. You think they tried? They must have done that. Because that would have been so sick. And it, that would have like, so many eyes on the product as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. They should have just had it. And they, honestly, if they had tried, they probably could have got a pay-per-view match out of, like, at least Tobey Maguire. He may, probably couldn't have been Spider-Man, but they probably sure. could have had Tobey Maguire team with, like, the Hurricane to do Absolutely. a match. Which would have been awesome. Superheroes versus whoever. Yeah, yeah Al Snow and Maven, of course. <laughs> which is probably what it would have been, actually. <laughs> probably, yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny, silly stuff. Like Hurricane, like whooshes off in his, in his over-the-top yes. cartoony way. Um, Al 
ponders how weird things are getting. <laughs> Weirder even than when he talked to a head. That's true. Uh, did they, is there a, like an in-canon kayfabe thing where he just stopped that? Or was that just when he like turned like? Because when he turned heel in like '99 against like The Rock and shit, mm -hmm. did he have head then? Al? Still, yeah. Did he still have head then? <laughs> I think it was around it? then. He had to get rid of head because there was the. the I, I assume you already thing. know this yes. exactly. Walmart the selling figure. the yeah, and it came with head, who is yes. for uninitiated listeners yeah. a mannequin head, um, and some parental complaint group was saying it was a disembodied woman's head yes. so the toy got pulled and then al lost a lot of money off of they had i mean he did use head for a while after that because i think mm -hmm. that happened like mid 99 and he's still i mean he doesn't turn until like 2000 or something right it must be yeah or maybe or maybe it is 99 still i'm not sure but yeah i mean uh it's just weird like and then he becomes tough enough guy and everyone just uh, al snow's gimmick is he's been here a while <laughs> Al Snow's gimmick is he's the he's the, the friendly the friendly uncle of the locker yes, room, pretty much. Who teases the mentally ill superhero? Of apparently. course, yes. Of course. I I like how Hurricane took the risk of people finding his secret identity so seriously when I don't think they ever actually presented it as a secret. No, I don't think <laughs> so either. We all knew it was it was I'm Shane Helms sure from the beginning. They said, "Oh, that's Shane Helms." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crazy, love it. So up next, then we got another match. We've got Test versus yes. Mark Henry. This Test been, rules. This has been building. Test does rule. I love me some Test. This has been building for a minute. Uh, Test has been making bets every week that Mark Henry cannot do a random feat of strength, uh, where he would like lift a limo, or he would lift a two-ton car, or bend a metal bar. And Test yeah. is losing a lot of money on these bets. Um, Cole refers to Test as Doubting Thomas. I have never heard this expression in my entire oh, he, life. Yeah, he, he calls him Doubting Test, like Doubting Thomas, more specifically, that which is even less make, sense. That, yeah, that's even more ridiculous. It, it's, a, it's a biblical reference. Thomas was the uh, disciple of Jesus who didn't believe that he'd risen from the grave. Ah, thank you, Taz. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem, brother. No problem. Gotcha, brother. <laughs> Go with Christ, brother. <laughs> So, I, do you know, honestly, I'm kind of mad about this. Okay. Because this feud has been quite hot. It's been set up on TV for it's weeks on end. Yeah. And there's an obvious pay-per-view payoff, and sure. they're just giving it away on TV for free. And it's like, Oh, they don't cool, wrestle great. Judgment Day? No. What the I fuck? checked. I, I, oh. like, I jumped forward and checked and just, nope, absolutely not, not. Obviously not that it would be like a barn burner or anything, but yeah, no. they've spent weeks on this. And it's just thrown away. It's okay. very That's strange. Weird. But hey-ho. Um, so obviously Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, um, overpowers Test in the early going, because of course yes. he does. The beat kicks but... and I start rocking. Rocking. Yeah. <laughs> That's a song, <laughs> of course, at the time. But uh, Test, Test, you know, he kind of holds his own here, because, you know, he's got the, the rough sure. blows, the repeated clotheslines in the corner. The big boots. Taz. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Taz pops the absolute fuck out of his microphone by just spitting power, power, power <laughs> into it. Like, Jesus, move it away from your mouth, you fucking idiot. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, massive, massive power slam from Henry. He gets a two. Oh, he, he, ca he catches him out of the air for that one, too. Yeah. And he uh, splashes him but misses. Yes. Uh, Tess goes for the big boot, misses. Mark Henry 
press slams him, then hits the splash. Mm. Another two. That was because Tess got his foot on the rope. Foot on the ropes. Uh, Tess bumps Mark Henry off the second, hits a fucking awesome diving elbow. Just fucking. Tess elbow drops great, man. Uh, a so dude much. that big, you don't believe that he's going to do an elbow drop he that great. He floats. Graceful. He floats when he hits his awesome. thing, too. Uh, that yeah, was we, also... are, we are rehabilitating the public image of Tess on this podcast. Dude, I mean, if goals. anyone. If you, if you somehow didn't like Tess, I feel like maybe you just like only know of Tess as the guy that always got his ass whooped. But Tess was real. For especially big guy, he was good. Like, For a hoss, he's probably like my favorite of all time. He's so if I'd uncomfortably say he he's was. He's so good. Um, Love the dude. And then we get into the finish. <laughs> mm, this was a bit of a mess, wasn't it? I am very confused. The only thing both. I can consider is, is is if this goes somewhere, and you can tell me if it does, but I'll, I'll go mm. into what happens here. So Mark Henry sure. puts Test in a full Nelson. Was this meant mm-hmm. to be Mark Henry's like finish at the time, or were they trying to get this to be his finish? I assume they're just working on the basis that because that's a He's very strong. strength, yes. there's no way Test is getting out of that. So Test is in this full Nelson, and he's struggling. He gets... He's struggling, he's struggling. He gets to the ropes. He's grabbing the top rope. Usually, LT, that means you break the hold. Break the hold, sure. In the case of referee Theodore Long, that is not <laughs> what happens. Teddy Long... Hold on a minute, that play. What the fuck? He kicks Test's hands to break him <laughs> holding the rope? And then Test low blows Mark Henry after... I think Test pie faces Teddy Long or something Yeah, show, like shows Teddy out of the way. Uh, and then hits him with the big boot and for the win. Great so, big boot. Okay. Yes, great big boot. Why did Teddy Long do this? Does this lead to like <laughs> Teddy Long and Mark Henry being together? Uh, do you know, I don't know if it does. Maybe that's like, the only thing I can Teddy's consider. Teddy's going to transition is... into being a manager soon, right? Um, that's the only thing I can I can think of is that like they'll reference that and say, "Oh, Teddy Long has been trying to help fucking Mark Henry win or something." But like... <laughs> this poor downtrodden strongest human on the planet. Yeah, like I don't. Uh, it says uh, Teddy Long was repackaged as a manager. Uh, then started, but it doesn't say what year. I don't know if this was, it must have been around there. Um, Certainly he's a manager by 2003. That's, I definitely remember Yeah, that I think much. so too. Because he's um, with uh, Rodney Mack most. Right, because uh, he's, he's with D'Lo, Rodney. I yeah. Uh, I think Jazz he's with as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I don't know when exactly that happens. Wikipedia's not really helping me here. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I, that was just such a jarring, like why... In what world does does that is that illegal? What he was doing? <laughs> it's weird. And what's even weirder is that Cole covers for it on commentary by fucking lying. Oh, test! He poked Teddy Long in the eye. He fucking didn't. We all saw it. <laughs> like he shoved him. Rude. The but big, he didn't yeah. poke him in the eye. What are you the talking big about? Was awesome though. Uh, also, I just want to point out as test kicked Henry in the balls with the mule kick, Cole tried to start in a sentence and cut himself off. He went, test he, which sounds a bit like testes, which is what Henry was being kicked in. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Uh, three minute 43 match. Super short. Yeah, they got all their shit in. It was, it was cool. It yeah, did what I mean, it had to like, do. Like you say, it was never going to be a barn burn. It was no. never going to be a, a five-star match classic, no. so to but speak. It, it, but it did, what, it did what it had to do. It, it's a shame sure. that that's the end of that thing, I assume. I mean, uh, yeah. maybe... Uh, Maybe I've forgotten something. Maybe this time next week they're having a forty-minute Iron Man match. With a fuck finish like that, yeah. With a fuck finish like that, you think they would do something else? Sure. I mean, I know Test moves on to bigger and better in the not too distant future. Yeah. But I don't recall what happens with Mark Henry. I'm going to be honest. So uh, maybe, well, it's probably maybe. the Teddy Long thing. Yeah, you're probably right. We'll soon yeah. find out. We will see. Stay tuned, listeners. Mm. Backstage. <laughs> I love this fucking This segment. is awesome. <laughs> Christian uh, tries to get plaudits from Kurt Angle for beating yes. up Triple H. You see, I kicked Triple H's ass. 
<laughs> just casually forgets there were five other guys. Ah, don't need to worry Fucking about that. Fucking love Christian as a heel, dude. Such a little prick. He's a bastard. He is. Uh, Christian tells Kurt the hair versus hair match at Judgment Day is a great idea, and a bald edge will mm. fulfill Edge's childhood fear of being ugly, and then Kurt has the best fucking response. He goes, huh, now, between the two of you, he's gonna be the ugly one. And Christian kind of pauses, like, yes, but wait, hang on a second. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to wait. Christian says, I want to see him ugly and bald now. Now, now, now. He starts fucking throwing a tantrum. <laughs> fucking tanty Christian. There was also a line from Christian earlier that I liked. He said, uh, talking about Triple H, he said, yeah, I softened him up first. Oh, because Kurt says, well, I saw Jericho put him in the walls. And Christian said, yeah, well, you know, I softened him up first. And Triple H was saying, please stop. It hurts. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, in, is, is canon for me now. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm willing to believe if Christian says it, who am I to call him? Why would he lie? Yeah, he's got no- nothing to gain from lying about yeah. that. Uh, so Kurt says he'll prove how ugly Edge will look bald. Tonight. Ooh, Ooh, foreshadowing. Oh, wow. Over at the interview area, Mark Lloyd has Billy, Chuck, and Rico on gl- standby for an interview. I'm glad you knew his name. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, he tells them the last few weeks have been really embarrassing for them, and we get footage of them getting their bums out at the hands of Alan Maven, <laughs> yes. uh, Rikishi giving Rico a stink face he's played. Ah. Billy says Rico had to have 23 facials to get the stench off. Rico. Write your own punchline, ladies and gents. <laughs> Dude, Billy also, he t- cut off the interviewer, he grabs the top of the, mu- top of the microphone and talks shit, but you can't hear him because he's muffling the microphone, <laughs> for real. <laughs> Not a clever guy, Billy. No. Uh, Rico announces that for the trio's tag match tonight, pitting himself and the champs against Al, Maven, and Rikishi, he's coming out. Oh, of course. In style! Ah, <laughs> uh, Rico mentions his black belt in Kenpo, and that's legit. Whoa. I think that is um, true, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and he mentions it'll be their opponent's turn to be embarrassed. I fucking love Rico, by the way. Man. He's so I, entertaining. He's, he's a good, uh, good talker. Mm, yeah. Very charismatic. And, it, you know, he's... I, I God, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. He's obviously putting on a voice. Sure. That's not... I, I cannot for the life of me imagine that is how you, cartoonishly he talks IRL, what about, you know? Was this always Rico's thing? Did he do this in, like, OVW as well, or was he just a dude? No! OVW? He was pretty much just a, a white meat dude in OVW. Okay, he, like, sure. he, he even had a few dark matches. He had a dark match against just, Brock. Just as Rico. Um, just regu- just I mean, as Rico okay, Constantino. Sure, okay. Uh, and then they bring That's him cool up, name. and it's like... Yeah, it's a great name. And then it's like, okay, you're you are now the stylist of the tag champs. Cool, great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but like, like so I mean, it worked people, for him, but yeah. yeah, just yeah. So many people during this time, in particular, when attitudes were not as good towards LGBT people as they sure. are today, I think so many people would have been like, hell no, I'm not doing that. But he absolutely leans into it. Yeah. He's so good. He's and like, good. I, I, I think it, we do kind of have to say for the record, it is never outright stated Rico is gay. Yes. So he's he's just playing a effet character, you know. Sure. He he's not I don't I don't think it's necessarily he is a homosexual ha ha ha, but right. unfortunately the way they write I mean, that, it is that, that he was is a homosexual ha ha ha. Right, yeah, of course. That's but what it's they it's never wanted. outright stated. Yeah. I think that's how they they just just keep Well, it was it the same with Billy and Chuck. I mean, when you get to the sure. wedding thing, you know what I mean? Like it was Ooh, I can't That's kind of how they explain <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. So, elsewhere, 
Reverend Devon mm. places a big metal collection box around ah. the neck of a large gentleman, <laughs> saying this... it's time to testify all over Triple H. What the fuck does that <laughs> mean? <laughs> Can we please stop making this sound sexual and weird? Maybe? I'm going to come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my brother. <laughs> testiclate. <laughs> So, yes, up next we have Reverend Devon versus Triple H. What a mismatch on paper. That is um, crazy, man. Uh, yeah, I, it's, weird. Uh, weird. Yeah, uh, very surprising. But, I mean, even more surprising is, is how it you know how it ends up. But, yeah, uh, very, very crazy stuff. Um, Triple H working the mid-card here tonight. <laughs> I have a, a quick question. Um, mm-hmm. Because I... I don't know. This could just be my mind. Um, so, uh, D'Lo Brown, right? Uh, yes. Apostrophe. D'Lo, right? D'Lo, yes. Um, D'Apostrophe, capital L, or right. sometimes lowercase L. For some reason, in my mind, I thought it was always D-Vaughn. Yes! It's D-Apostrophe Vaughn here. Is that how it... I didn't even notice. Did they yeah, know it is. On the... Uh, on the graphic, that's so yeah. weird. Yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, again, iPhone. I I thought so. <laughs> iPhone Dudley. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, no, it is iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that was a change he did for this gimmick, or if it's just something that I made up that is a hyphen and it's not. Am I like? Is no, this no, like a definitely Baron Stain Bears thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I I wonder because I I recorded the like one of the episodes for the. Like we did the the video yeah. podcast episode doing the magazines. To, um, sure. Like I, I mentioned Devon and that, and I like I mentioned obviously like his real name is actually Devon. But then afterwards right. I was like, well, is it actually Devon? Right. Right. So yeah, may, yeah. Yeah. Like like you know because obviously you know written out it's Devon, but right. like oh, is it actually pronounced yeah, yeah, Devon. Sure. That's but it like I, I don't know. But like it, it's his it's Wikipedia weird. has they, it with the hyphen. So like I don't know. Yeah, if, it's a hundred percent with if this was a this reverend. It. If it was a reverend Devon change where he did the apostrophe, so just keep tabs on that while you. Oh, it could, it could just be a, it could just be a random fuck up. It could be they fucked it up. Anything right. can happen in the WWE. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> uh, Devon, D'Lo, uh, same fucking spelling. Go on. <laughs> uh, Devon is a company to the ring by an absolute hulking bastard of a man. It big must be said. tattooed man, gigantic mm. chain around his neck, holding a big metal donation box. Yeah, muscles so huge that his suit sleeves have been cut off. I bald. love that as a look, That is by a the great way. gimmick, by the way. Yes. That's so cool. He's very Devon. bald as well. <laughs> he's very he's super bald now. Yes. Devon announces he has tonight's sermon in hand. Oh, testify! Ah, yes. Devon says he doesn't fear temptation as he's righteous. He mm. says the fans are sinners and backsliders. He means he, he means backsliders. <laughs> he introduces his new follower here to protect the Reverend Devon Building Fund, asking it. everyone to welcome Deacon Batista. Wow. Yes, the very same, for it is the WWE debut so, of Batista. Batista's debut. I mean, obviously, it's not a match debut, but his debut here is in a match involving Triple H, which is and that's crazy foreshadowing and a bit. His final match ever. Is against, against Triple, Triple H. H. Yeah. yeah, I was at that show. Wait, oh yeah, that's right. You were, weren't you? Was I that was, the one where they were blinding was, all the fans by shining the lights? It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, also it was a, a fifteen-minute turn the lights off challenge. Yes. Oh my. Yes, it was that. Yes, I think it was during Orton's match they did that. Yeah, um, you didn't. It was also it Kurt Angle's last match. match as well. That show. It was. Yeah, man, that shit. match makes me sad. Fuck yeah, that match sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, crazy to think that Batista's debut. I, I guess I never connected these two that De Batista's debut. And technically, you know, his first interactions on WWF television is is with Triple H, and that just really a, a man who he would career. go on to be very much connected yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Taz says they must have good gyms in church. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Okay. I, this is this is like. Uh, you know, in, around this period, we're getting a lot of big names making their debut. We've already had yes. Brock, we've already had Orton. Here we've got Batista. John Cena's coming up very soon. Yeah. Of all of them, Batista is the one that is most removed from what we'd recognize later. All the rest of them were basically a wrestler. Sure. So, the, like, the very little changing needing to be done to make them recognizably at no, what we yeah, would, yeah. What, you know, Cena, Brock, and Orton of today. Right. Batista, very different from what we'd come to know. You know the, the animal, yeah. the animal is in the cage. The animal is still in the pet store, quite yeah. frankly. At this you point. know what's interesting to think? Because, I, I mean, obviously, if, if you don't know, Batista, um, his, his gimmick before uh, this was Leviathan. Leviathan, and he was, yes. He was, his gimmick is he was just a demon, right? He was just Satan mm. or something. Like, it was crazy. It's yeah, kind like, of funny that he ends up with the religious man. Very crazy, yeah. So, like, <laughs> it's it's crazy to think, like, if they didn't do this with him, if he showed up as Leviathan, how different his career might have been. I know. Like, I can't crazy. help but wonder, maybe they sort of thought, well, shit, we've just debuted Brock. We can't have Batista do the same kind of You're monster right. heel gimmick. Yeah. We have to give him something different. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that. You're right. So yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, I I love Batista. I I don't remember because I I seem to recall when it comes to Cena, mm -hmm. you were kind of a a late convert to Cena. But um, like, how, okay, so how, the... how were you with Batista? Because like, I know I, you love Batista now, but we're, I like, do we love Batista. Meme, we meme on Batista a little sure. bit, so it's difficult. Uh, to the Cena that. thing, I I, I like the word the word life Cena. I thought was awesome, and then I mm -hmm. fell off when he won the belt. I stopped mm. liking Cena when he beat JBL. I don't know why. <laughs> I just, I just did. Uh, I think a lot of people did. That match was a turning point. I was a gigantic Cena guy. So Batista, I actually don't even know if Batista was ever even in my peripheral. Like I think he mm. just like was just there. Um, because he really doesn't like you know his relevancy is when he joins like you know Evolution and stuff like that. Sure. That's really when I started taking any attention to him. But even then, like. Randy Orton was right there. I was like, oh, Randy Orton's yeah. fucking cool. Ah, Batista's, you know, oh, he's in the group. Ah, Randy Orton's fucking awesome. <laughs> so, like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like I didn't really start taking to Batista until, like, a while after, like, you know, deeper into the Evolution run. Maybe even around the time, like, he's turning. Um, I liked him and Flair as a tag team. I thought that was cool. That um, was a very cool tag team. Yeah, uh, like, him him whooping Kane's ass every so often mm. was fun. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was definitely, he he was definitely the lesser end of it for me, but, which is crazy, because I love fucking, I love Batista, he's awesome. I, I feel like Batista's kind of a slow boil. I think so, too. I, I, I think Orton, Cena, Brock, they get it very They're very quickly. in like, your face. Sure. Yes. Batista is like, and I don't want to say Batista's, like, not a good wrestler. No. But I think it takes them a while to realize Sure. What are the things Batista is best at, you know, hide hide the negative, accentuate the positive. Sure. Yeah. And I like a, there is a definite point where all of a sudden it just clicks and it's like, oh shit, Batista's yeah. good. Yeah, you're He's right. Really fucking I, good. I don't know if that was when. I mean, because obviously when he turns on Triple H and does all that stuff, like he's still like he's dope there. He's cool. Oh, but, he's red hot. I, man. I, I feel I love like that. Batista really kicks in when he goes to SmackDown. Yes, he's like absolutely. That's like, like, it, like it, there he was... comes out of a shell. Like I don't sure. know. If like he is like the man on SmackDown. Mm. There's there's a point where, and uh, obviously this is you know getting ahead of things. But Cena's gonna Cena's gonna be the guy on Raw. Batista sure. very much the guy on SmackDown. Yes. But it kind of feels like the fans reacted to them very differently. I think the fans reacted more positively to Batista on the whole. 
I think because uh, yeah, obviously, sure. because like I and you know the the people that loved Cena loved Cena, but the people yeah. that hated him, oh my fucking god! Whereas I feel like Batista kind of appealed more to the people that didn't like sure. Cena, which is funny. He's a big their, fucking ass kick. <laughs> their trajectory was pretty similar, so I mm. think like how the 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 difference in fan reaction. Obviously, Cena uh, was doing probably a lot more in terms of who he was beating. You know, like sure. people were probably used to you know Batista beating Rey Mysterio and the Undertaker. You know, no one's really batting an eye at, but Cena was beaten, you know, Sean, Benoit, Triple H. Uh, he's yeah, like, uh, he's a like laundry ev- everyone who everyone loves. Ah, Triple H is there too. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, it, it's crazy. But yeah, no, uh, it is, it is wild to see, like, this is the beginning of the genesis of Batista. <laughs> the genesis of <laughs> Mac Batista Cotty. No, man, it's it's going to be it's going to be a, a fun ride watching him come into his own. Yeah. But there there are a lot of things in this match that I thought it like I kind of recognized. They had him Batista do more here I than I thought this. they were going mm. to. He looks but, good. But yeah, still still early days, but oh my god, he's enormous. He looks yeah. great. Uh, so anyway, to jump into the match, then out comes Triple H, and he's he's got oh he's he's got a whittle boo boo. He's got he a is, bandage on his head a, from the from yes. the cut that he got earlier. Bandage oh. on his head with blood still on it. Uh, mm. And Devon gets offense in this matchup. I I shit you not. Weird, isn't Devon, it? Like that shouldn't be happening. So um yeah, Devon's getting offense here. I mean, Triple H is obviously doing Triple H stuff. Devon gets offense. Um, they send uh, Devon sends Triple H to the floor, and Batista starts. This is the first time Batista has any physical interaction with anybody on TV, and it's him beating Triple H's ass. <laughs> the shit out of Triple H. Smashes Slams his head, head into the, the steps. Yeah. Wallops him with a fucking clothesline. The clothesline. And tosses it back into the ring. It's so crazy. It's the Batista clothesline. It yes. looks exactly the same. Absolutely. <laughs> like, in, immediately nails it. Brutal, yeah. man. It looks like he's very intent good. on knocking your fucking head off. Oh, I honestly yeah. think he probably could. Sure. Uh, so Hunter's back in the ring. Devon makes a cover, but Triple H gets the shoulder up at two. We get yes. a little leaping elbow drop from Devon. He does uh, also a diving clothesline diving off the second, line. too. You yeah, look good, like, too. Uh, yeah. Cole says that Batista and Devon are not men of the cloth. With Taz, Taz is very upset by this. <laughs> hey, yo, don't talk about God hey, like fuck that, you, brother. brother. <laughs> 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 the brother, the son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my brother. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dude, put Taz in the group. That this took is me awesome, a second. Bro. Oh my god, fucking hell! Bro, I they could see. I could have made a lot of money. With you could put you could put Taz in literally any group and improve. That's I very fucking true. love Taz, That's man. <laughs> if you don't enjoy Taz, there's something wrong with you fundamentally. Taz is. It's crazy how much I love Taz's TNA or sorry Taz's AW commentary compared to his TNA commentary. I don't know if he was just checked out in TNA, but his TNA commentary fucking sucked. That that's what I always heard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I I never sort of watched sure. during that time. Period, it was, but I heard it was. He it was, was just whatever. Yeah. Getting a paycheck. It was, and him and AW is like a complete one eighty. He's enjoying yeah. it again. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, like the most of the time he's commentating, he's commentating on his son's match. He's coming sure. with pride and happiness. Good for like, him, you know. Yeah, uh, him and Cole is a is a great duo. Amazing. Though. Like yeah. I, I actually, you know, that, that's a good point to to bring this up. People shit on Michael Cole all the time as a commentator, and the thing that they always forget is that actually he's being yelled at in his ear by Vince that's constantly. Crazy. Every like he's. Like, I, I remember Mick Foley said in one of his books like he couldn't fucking do Michael Cole's job. Cole does that every no way. fucking week. Yeah, because no like way. Foley did commentary for a short while, and it nearly fucking drove him insane. That's true. Yeah, that's uh, I can't imagine. I mean, you know, like, and Cole just does it like a 
pro every week. I mean, I, you know, um, I, the amount of like stuff, you know, you and I record a lot of stuff together. You know, we do streams mm. with a ton of people or even just do podcasts like having people talking like more than one voice talking at one time is throwing off, let alone someone talking to you to tell <laughs> you what to say while you're mid conversation with somebody oh, else. I, I can't even. It's imagine. insane. But it's like every time that Cole says something stupid, you can bet Vince has fed him the line. Because <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not saying that to be an asshole or anything, but like genuinely, there was. Do you remember when there was the volcanic explosion in like yeah. Denmark or somewhere, and and like a bunch of people got stuck in Europe, including oh, that's right. Vince. Yeah, and because Vince wasn't there to micromanage commentary, everyone was saying, "Wow, Cole's really good tonight." <laughs> <laughs> sure fucking is. You let him do his job, but yeah. yeah to get to to my point, Michael Cole with the right partner, incredible. I think so I, too. Like, again, to jump ahead into the current day, he's really good with Pat McAfee because he's having a really good time. Yeah. Um, his first run with JBL, I think, is very, very good. His second yeah. run, not so much because JBL just became a catch. JBL is whatever, yeah. Um, but this run with Taz is honestly one of my favorite commentary pairings. They've I agree. Got such good chemistry, and they are genuinely good friends in real life. Sure. I, I was I you know I was quite heartened to find that Hook's middle name is Cole. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's, it's quite well, sweet. That's adorable. It? Hook Cole. Yeah. Hook. <laughs> Send Cole. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, like uh, Nick, Triple H uh, gets a, a neck bringer. A neck bringer. He brings Ooh. the neck. A neck breaker to swing things in his favor. I'll try. I'll try and speak English now. Um, uh, he rolls to the outside to get his breath. Triple H, for some reason, grabs a chair. Triple H is a baby face. Yeah, he he doesn't care. Batista, though. Batista's like, I'm not fucking having that. Follows him to beat the fuck out of him. Batista beats him down. (laughs) Batista makes the sign of the cross and charges at him. (laughs) But Hunter, like, dodges out of the way. Batista just clotheslines the ring post, which looks brutal. It does. Um, Referee uh, gets the chair out of the way uh, as Triple H goes for the pedigree. But uh, Batista jumps on the apron to argue with the ref, and here comes Chris Jericho! Oh no! And Jericho picks up the collection box that Batista had placed down on the steel steps and belts Tripper in the head with it, right in the unseen head. by the ref, which allows Devon to pick up the three and the win at 444. Devon totally beat Triple H! Reverend Devon at that. Mm, Reverend Devon, my bad. Triple H. Fucking, I could not believe it. I was like, oh, Triple H is going to kick out in pedigree. Devon just pins him and wins. I I was I was like, this is the craziest shit ever, man. <laughs> no one this. talks about. I feel like I never hear about this shit. You know this fucking infuriated Triple H. <laughs> well, the only way he was losing is if everyone interfered and then hit him with the box. Exactly, three on one and the fucking weapon, and he still tries to be cool and goes to the and chair. You don't get to hit I your love Triple H. Come sure. on, man, fucking hell! You are not hitting your finish on me. You can go to hell. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, uh, I I really liked Michael Cole's line at the end of this. He goes, that donation box is supposed to be for Heaven's work, but tonight it was used for Jericho's dirty work. Oh, uh, brilliant. Love it. Gotcha. <laughs> That's clever. So, yeah, that eh, pretty that was standard fun. kind of match, but it, it was, was fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, like I say, it was, I, 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 never in a million years, like I say, total fucking mismatch, never would I have thought Devon would pick up the No win. way, man. That's so crazy to me like it's they should have he should have ran with that forever like ah the, and the, <laughs> god help me win this match against triple h <laughs> like comes out and says in 2017 yeah, yeah why not Fuck it. remember when i beat triple h <laughs> no <laughs> oh 
After the ad break, out comes Kurt Angle, and the fans momentarily forget he's a bad guy because he gets a deafeningly loud pop. Yeah, well, it's Kurt um, Angle, man. What is this Angle. shirt that Kurt Angle's wearing? Which one was it again? It's like it's a it has a lot of words on it. It looks like a Walmart shirt. Like it, it, on the back of his, it's, on the front it says like Real "Oh, American that's Hero. right." It was it on was the back one that had all, all his, his accomplishments. accomplishments. Yes, I cool I've, shirt. I feel like I've never seen that shirt before. Mm. I it, this was the one that he was supposed to unveil that like they were going to sell at the merch stands. Uh, but Edge switched it for the Usurk one. That's fair. Um, Kurt comes out here. Cole says, uh, one of the, you know, talking about Edge and Kurt, of course, one of them is going to be real bald, not half bald like you, Taz. And Taz says, <laughs> Taz says, this is a personal preference. <laughs> <laughs> this is my choice, Cole, you disrespectful yeah, you bastard. <laughs> He's mad. <laughs> um, so, like I say, we, he got a really loud pop, but also a really fucking loud you suck chant. Yes. Like, deafeningly loud. Which may have been a little dubbed, I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Kurt gets uh, gets in the ring, gets a microphone, and he says that he knows Edge can be somewhat of a Weisenheimer. Ah. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Yeah. But two can play that game. Uh, and he tells the production crew to show a graphic of what Edge looks like now on the Titan Tron. Very handsome, uh, and we, he says. Li- 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 oh, yeah. Like, Taz is like, fucking hell, look at this goddamn handsome brother. My fucking Jesus <laughs> Christ, Edge, my God. Even Kurt says we- very handsome, man. Very respectful. Which, <laughs> I don't know respectable what- <laughs> young man. Okay, whatever. <laughs> okay, cool. Um... It's like to be fair, not actually a very good photo of Edge. No, it's a, it was. It must have been the. I don't know if they just had like they didn't have a single studio shot of Edge. They could yeah. have done a better job of this with. Or um. So then Kurt asks them to put up the next photo, which is a doctored image of a bald ah, Edge. He said, "Yeah, um, Mister Clean lives." <laughs> It's not, not a bad look, I didn't think. No. I thought it looked quite good. Uh, and then he tells them to put up the next photo of Edge. Ah. And then he turns his back on the entrance ramp and he's talking to the crowd and tells them to show the next photo. And, of course, up comes a photo of a bald Kurt Angle. No. The fans are going mad. Dude. And then we, you, the, the classic Kurt Angle thing of, like, he thinks the fans are cheering. Yes. And he turns around and goes... Arr, arr, arr. Dude, it's just Michael wonderful. Cole couldn't have been doing a faker laugh if he tried. <laughs> he legit is just on the microphone going, ha 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 ha! <laughs> just fucking hell. What's really weird, though, I just, I kind of did a double take at this, because I was like, how did they get that photo of Kurt? Because I genuinely <laughs> It looks just like, I know, it's, <laughs> like, I thought, it's like, I'm what, that used to him bald, like, spoilers, guys. But, they do you know. one, um, I don't know if they showed it on the episode you watched last week, but talking about Judgment Day, they do, like, a graphic showing... Uh, Kurt and Edge in the hair versus hair thing, and then they show like the same graphic of them, but both of them are bald. And I was like, wow, this, this Kurt one looks exactly like one they use in the future. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, and then, like, while Kurt's getting fucking angry, like, the photo goes away and the words, you suck, come up on the screen. <laughs> he says, take that down! Take that down! And then, you suck comes up. Edge, you get out here right now! <laughs> uh, instead of Edge coming out, though, it's the undisputed WWE champion, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, and this he's a got a edge. microphone in hand, brother. Why doesn't he listen, dude? He says, you know something, <laughs> Angle? You got a problem with bald people, brother. Don't you know that bald people represent some of the greatest champions this industry's ever seen? And Taz says, really? <laughs> <laughs> Hogan says, superstar Billy Graham. Oh, yeah, okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin and one other guy. 
and Hogan takes off the bandana and he's bald. Oh no! <laughs> when did that happen? Why are you bald? He said, "Take a good look. The way you're going, this is gonna be you pretty soon, brother. And if Edge doesn't get you a Judgment Day, well, quite apparently, not Mother Nature will." <laughs> Like, there is no way that this was not a rib at Hogan's expense because he hated people pointing yeah. out his fucking baldness. Yeah, I agree. Vince, Vince is like, ah, you're going to do what I tell you to yeah, now, Terry, you bitch. Bald, <laughs> um, Kurt, though, he, he doesn't take that all too well at no. all. He says he hopes Undertaker kicks Hogan's butt real good oh, no. and promises if Undertaker doesn't take the WWE Championship from him, he will. That's good. He says he is the only real American in the company and Hogan can kiss his you-know-what. But Whoa! fires up what the and hell? gives yeah, him that, a big boot. That, uh, why don't you kiss my you-know-what? That super pisses Hogan off. He punches him in the face. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> like, you could say anything you like to him, but he doesn't Like he doesn't Ooh. even say the word. He doesn't yeah, even say no. a non-cheeky word. What a crazy He comes reaction. up with a euphemism for butt. I mean, obviously wrestling is crazy, but like Kurt really didn't even say much here. Why don't you kiss my you-know-what? Hogan punches him right in the face. <laughs> Damn. Hits him, he hits him with a big boot. Kurt bumps to the floor. Uh, Cole start, Kurt goes to the ramp. Cole starts running down the Judgment Day matches, and I don't know what happened here, if this is dubbed or Cole just was not paying attention, but Edge spears Kurt on the stage. <laughs> Edge comes and they, out of nowhere. Spears him on the, on the top of the stage, and they ignore it. <laughs> He just keeps running down the card, and Taz, and Taz eventually says, "Ah, oh, brother, he speared him or something like that." Like I don't know what happened, but like they completely ignore it. Like no, it didn't even make a sound. It's weird. Yeah. Um. Weird. So this Kurt and Hogan interaction, it kind of seems like a whole lot of nothing right now. But just file it away, listeners, because yes. this is going to lead to a couple. Well, actually, yeah, all three of these men actually, this is going to lead to a couple of really cool mm. moments later on. So just you know, just file that away at the back of your mind. Okay. So, up next then, Taz tells us the official theme for Judgment Day will be 12 Stones' song, Broken, popping the absolute fuck out of his mic again. I believe 12 Stones is the same band that does the Nexus theme song. Oh, wow, okay. Yes, so they come back uh, many years later. (laughs) Love that tune. Yes. Still got my Nexus shirt now. I th- and, do I have a Nexus shirt? I think I do. I think I do. Do you know what, man? You're either Nexus or you're against us. Well, I would hate to be against us. Wouldn't you just? What? Wouldn't you hate I, it to would be not against have... way Barrett. I. You know when they did the uh, the core thing, uh, and they had Apple as their opposition. I'm shocked that they didn't <laughs> yeah. have a silly group to face the Nexus called Against Us. I don't know how they. That was just right there. It's <laughs> a freebie. It was a gimme, yeah, wasn't easy. it? By the way, um, didn't. Didn't elude my attention that you referred to the wasteland as the Wade Slam. It, <laughs> like that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I wouldn't notice, but I did. You <laughs> that's what it is, brother. Uh, backstage in Vince's office, Jericho gloats to Vince. Yeah. Angle storms in, and he demands a match against Hogan. No, 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 no. He wants a match against Edge. No, 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 no. He wants a match against Hogan. No, 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 no. He just can't make up his mind. Damn it! Um, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, I'm gonna Take give your you goddamn riddling. I'm gonna give you both Hogan and Edge. And Kurt's very confused. He says, "It's like, oh, well, that's not wait, good. Wait, wait, I don't want that. A handicap match." And says, "No, I'm gonna make it a tag match. Edge and Hogan against Angle and he looks to his side, Jericho. And they're all Stacey. happy about this. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. But yes, so, tag yeah, match tonight. They're just making Angle. making matches on the fly here. They didn't have a main event until just now. <laughs> no, that's why we got all the padding earlier with the dancing. That's and true. Show. 
So then, speaking of tag matches, up next we got trios action. We got Billy and Chuck and Rico versus Al Snow, Maven, and Rikishi. Ah, but of course, before we get to the match, SmackDown is brought to you by Panasonic Eware. Have a little fun. E. <laughs> Sorry? Say Taz, again, Taz, Taz didn't quite broke, catch that. Taz is broken, actually. <laughs> and also Taz is by, buffering. Yes. Also by Quaker State and by Sony Pictures, The New Guy. Mm. I don't remember. I haven't heard I of that think, one. I don't think I've seen that one. No, me neither. Definitely not. Uh, I was quite fond of the uh, the two guys that were stood next to one another in the crowd, uh, caught on camera, matching signs. One says, I love Billy, and one says, I love Chuck. I, thought I feel like that's fun. a legendary I shot. That. I feel like I've seen that a lot. Like, is that not <laughs> really? in the Tron? Oh, it might be. Like, uh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, I think it ends up in the Tron. If not, it, was... somebody else did that as well. Um, Cole, yeah. or sorry, Taz on commentary here says, there's a lot of anger in the rear end of Rikishi and a lot of funk. It is full of venom. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, say again? Okay. <laughs> so now we got the is here. <laughs> um, this is another, another sign, actually, that says, Billy and Chuck. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And it's got a little oh. pride rainbow on it, which I quite That's like. Fantastic. That's kind of cute. That's very nice. They're trying, I guess. Yeah. Uh, pretty basic stuff to start This is here. the run-of-a-mill TV six-man tag match. Mm-hmm. There's, they a, just... a real SmackDown main event of a match. Yeah, this, this is... Uh, <laughs> there's really nothing to write about here. Um, no. Rikishi... Al does do the trapping headbutt move, though, which I that love. That is awesome. I feel everyone kind of does the classics here. Rikishi goes to sit on uh, Rico and slaps his ass cheeks for too long. Uh, <laughs> Billy gloms him from this. Chuck hits a move... That I feel like was never. Maybe that's just they said. Ah, that name sucks. Chuck. Uh, does, I think I know what you're gonna say now. <laughs> he does the Scott Steiner belly to belly out of the corner, and Taz says, "Oh, Chuck told me that's called the Chuck Deluxe." Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he gets a two off it, which kills it instantly. So yeah, GG. They never keep that up there. Sorry, no way. Chuck. Yeah, didn't, didn't even make it to the Deluxe. games, and you know the games had crazy names for everything. Everything, right? Uh, Rico quite good in this. Tags in, got some some, some really impressive looking kicks to Maven. Yeah, that's true. Maven's taking a lot of heat here. Maven gets the shit beat out of him by yeah. like all three of the heels. Yeah, he does. Um, Chuck throws the time awesome... with the DVT. Yeah, that's true. Chuck throws an awesome super kick during this match too, which Rikishi mm. immediately follows up and throws a Simone drop and a Savat kick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rico gets in the ring and hits. Uh, sorry, I'll start again. Rico hits the ring. I can't read my own notes. Ah. I'm fucking stupid. Uh, referee Mike Kyoda at this point just simply gives up any pretense of giving yeah, a shit about who doing, the legal man is. Everyone's just doing shit, yeah. Uh, Rico flops into the corner and we get a very gratuitous shot of Rikishi's ass. Mmm, delicious. Mmm, not so much. Chuck <laughs> knocks Rikishi out of the ring, though. Rico hits Al with a spinning heel kick, which Ooh, leaves him prone. That was a good one, too. It was a very good one. Leaves him prone to a famous from Billy to pick up the win at 5.31. Yep. Um, I, I, had a, I mean, I figured they were going over. Uh, you know. Sure. I, to, to be fair, that's that's pretty much par for the it course at this point. Yeah. The, the heels being dastardly getting, That's true. getting getting the win through underhanded measures uh, it, you know standard decent tag stuff it does honestly bug me when the referees don't even pretend to care who's legal that does really that well that is afraid. kind of annoying yeah you know what I think um, the only face that goes over on this show is Hurricane via count out <laughs> it's not not uh, the, the baby face territory not looking so baby yeah, face no. Tonight, yeah no no uh, Rico very entertaining. I thought I liked him. He put on a good old show. He is good, man. He's good. He's fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, that, I like yeah. that that trio too. Maven, Rikishi, yeah. and Al Snow is a very strange team, but I see, you know, uh, very you know, strange. 
tough tough enough stuff is still going on so they got al and maven together and absolutely know, is what it is uh backstage then mark this lloyd earning his keep mm-hmm. yeah uh he's interviewing that delightful young rookie randy orton this is like it's so weird to listen to randy orton promos uh, uh of this time because he's like he's just talking like there's like he's just talking <laughs> it's really nothing yeah. like there's no randy orton cadence there's no any of that he's, he's just, just a guy he's just a guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Mark tells Randy he's been on a roller coaster ride over the last couple of weeks, and his footage of his interactions with Hardcore Holly is replayed, uh, including Orton beating him in his debut, and then Holly jumping him the following week. And Alabama Slam on the fucking stage. Yeah, Jesus. Awesome. Triple H doesn't want to take it, Randy. No, he doesn't no want to take it in the ring. On the stage. <laughs> Orton's career is shortened by like fifty fucking. Well, I say that he's he's still going and shows yeah, signs of slowing. So You're right, whatever, man. He, it's worked. Um, Mark says he admires Randy for having the guts to show up, and Randy says his dad has told him opportunities don't come along in the business, and you have to take the bumps and bruises. Uh, Lance Storm, oddly enough, butts in hey. and says Randy <laughs> has been <laughs> Randy's been handed everything while he has been relegated to watching Mark Henry's feats of strength, and Lance says tonight he'll prove he's better than Orton. Will you indeed, Lance? Orton says we'll see about that. All right. <laughs> we'll see about that over the course of the following 20 years, Lance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lance just, Lance just gets jabronied from the start. He's, I'm sick of hearing you're the future. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it almost feels like he's kind of leaning on the fourth wall a little bit. Like, oh, all I get to do is watch Mark yeah. Henry wave his fucking cock around. Yeah, and, like, that's true. Shows yeah, like, right. Sure, but why are you mad about that in yeah. canon, you know? <laughs> Devon just beat Triple H, Lance. What's your fucking excuse? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone can do it. Anything can happen in the WWE. Yeah, really? We get a recap of Hogan nicking and smashing Undertaker's bike. That's a crime known as taking without consent. Well, he hits it with a semi-truck, right? Mm-hmm. Ah. Um, this looked very much better with all the awkward shit edited out. Uh, d- did you see the I didn't, original I don't, version I, I didn't the see the episode? OG. No, I did not see the OG. Ah, right. Well, uh, Hogan stalled the bike on the ramp. <laughs> and he, what's, did it just take forever to get he there? He revved the absolute dog shit out of uh, it and stalled, <laughs> and he couldn't get it moving. Oh, no! It was, he, yeah, and eventually Undertaker just sort of like did a big pantomime oh, villain, kind of like, nah, just walked away. I do away. remember this. I do remember that, because he Hogan... has to run up and try to throw like fake punches at him, right? Yeah. Hogan, Hogan gives chase. And then, like, we cut to JR and King at ringside, and they're like, well, I don't know what's going on here. And then you hear the bike revving, because Hogan's, like, somebody obviously said to him, well, you have to get the bike backstage, otherwise the next bit doesn't work. So he still can't get it up the ramp, and then he's, like, sedately driving it around backstage. Oh, it's awful. But, like, in edited form, hey, it looks fucking great, so... I have to go back and watch the full. That's oh, awesome. Oh, my God. We Yeah, we talked about it on the last episode. Okay. Oof. I will watch it, it and then I will go was, listen to that episode. <laughs> it was awesome until it was embarrassing yeah, and mortifying. <laughs> uh, the WWE Burn of the Night brought to us by Stacker 2. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, something that happened earlier tonight. Which it was, was the Tajiri Hurricane Tori getting stuff. undressed, which yes. uh, not a burn, guys. No. I mean, maybe it was burn for Tajiri, but not for mm, me. Maybe. Taz just obviously happy to see the footage. Brother, brother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm brothering up. <laughs> oh my brother! 
<laughs> so up next then we have singles action once more Randy Orton versus a Lance a Storm but LT um, where is the referee that's a good question because as Lance Storm hits the ring Michael Cole realises there is no ref ah and then out comes hardcore how do you like me now which shirt. is oh. like OG version of How Do You Like Me Now because mm-hmm. they have edited this many times it seems because this oh, is yeah. a very How Do You, how do you Like Me Now? <laughs> it's like it's not <laughs> there's no Bob Holly. How Do You Like Me Now? Uh, Michael Cole theorizes that he thinks Vince is behind this because Stacy has the hots for Randy Orton which is a complete misunderstanding of this storyline by the way <laughs> <laughs> but alright <laughs> whatever um, Randy uh, you know it, it it, it seems like Hardcore is kind of going to play by the rules, sort of. You know, Randy's showing good heart in fighting off Storm. Sure. But eventually, you know, Bob does get involved and Slow distracts. counts. Yeah, uh, distracts Randy so Storm can get the advantage. Dude, holy fuck. So, yeah, Orton's doing all the, you know, the classic mm. early Randy Orton stuff, the power slams, drop kicks. Eventually, I, oh, that power slam, though, man. It's so yeah, good. It is beautiful. Good. Nobody does a power slam like Randy Orton, dude. Eventually, Lance has him up on the top, and he's going mm. for a superplex. Uh, obviously, the idea was for Orton to bump <laughs> oh, yeah. Landstorm back and then hit his diving crossbody. Sure. Well, Orton slips on the top rope and mm. almost fucking dies. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's Falls. ugly. He slips I on gushed. and like, hits the buckle, hits the apron. Landstorm has to fall back to the canvas just because, you know, that's the spot. Orton yeah. eventually regains himself, uh, does the diving crossbody, looks awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't, like... I don't know when he eventually starts doing the fucking overdrive, but this diving cross body, they could have probably turned into a finish for a minute. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's it's a move that not many people can make convincing as a finisher. But he I got think some height. Done. It looked awesome. Well, yeah, he, he, he get like the leap yeah. off it. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just uh, you know, it's unfortunate that he did very nearly break his fucking neck because other than that, dude, he looked that amazing for the whole crazy. thing. Crazy. Yeah, he's fucking. It's fact. It's SmackDown too, so it's kind of. Funny that they didn't try to fix that. Didn't retape it right around it, sure. <laughs> yeah, retape really it or just edit switch, it. Switch to a yeah. different camera angle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. um, Sorry, well, Randy. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta learn, kid. Yeah. Take, pay your dues. Yeah. Um, so, Hardcore, of course, refuses to count properly. Very slow Orton count. makes the yes. pin. Uh, Orton gets angry, but he knows there's nothing he can do. And obviously he can't get in Hardcore's face because Hardcore will beat the shit out of course. him. Uh, Orton goes for an enziguri. Lance grabs the foot, gets him in uh, a half crab, which yes. apparently he calls the straight shooter. What? Is that what they say on commentary? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I just know single leg Boston crab. Yeah. Absolutely. Huh. Um, straight Randy shooter. reaches for the bottom rope. And Bob stands on it and pushes it out of the way with his foot. So Randy has no choice but to tap out at three minutes, 33 seconds. I had a feeling uh, that was what the finish was going to be, and I was sure. not I was not upset. I thought that was cool. I yeah. mean, it makes sense. And the two baddies then double-team Randy until the big Valbowski <laughs> makes the save <laughs> as payback for Lance screwing him in a tag match. Ah, previously. okay, that makes a lot more sense. I was like, why the fuck was Val Venus here? I was very mm, confused. Val Venus very runs odd. in and hits the, a crazy, like, across-the-ring flying shoulder tackle to Landstorm. It was yeah. insane-looking. Val and Lance have been having kind of... It, it's weird that they, they'd had a feud on the weekend shows, because you don't tend to build storylines sure. on Metal or Heat or whatever, but no. they've had, they had a good little back and forth okay. on Metal, on Heat, yeah. uh, uh, repeatedly on fucking yeah, Metal. Yeah. Sure. So, so yeah, you know, there's continuity here. There you go. All these Canadians getting into fights with That's one another. That's true. <laughs> uh, Val goes to attack Bob Holly and Bales as well, and then, of course, 
Val Venus's music plays. <laughs> <laughs> because, of course. Way to get on over. Of course. Hello, Randy. <laughs> well, you know something, Randy. That's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Saving Randy Orton very much like making love to a beautiful woman. <laughs> I can't think how. Fair Answers enough. on a postcard to the usual address. There you go. Backstage, Edge enters Hulk Hogan's dressing room. Oh, boy. And he finds Hogan's gear lying about. Oh, cheeky, cheeky Edge doing a cheeky little thing. Yeah. He yes. puts Hogan's gear and does a bit of dress up, and he cuts a promo to the mirror doing Hogan's voice. He has the bandana and boas on, uh, which yeah. is very similar to when you pick up like the foam finger in the backstage on Here Comes the Pain. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can start doing their taunts for some reason. I love that. Uh, and then he turns around and finds the real Hogan no. looking at him. And there's this brief moment where you're like, oh no, Hogan's going to be mad. Um... But instead, no. Hogan just tells him the correct way to talk like the whole <laughs> yeah. story, which is really fun and cute. And said, I'll, we're going to show them what it's really, really like to reek of awesomeness, brother. Brother. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Hogan Hogan leaves um, to head to the ring, and I just sort of stood there for a minute, and he seems, like, genuinely touched to be called brother by Hogan. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's very cute. He probably was, so that was probably sweet. real, too. Pro- probably was, yeah, because yeah. Edge, I believe, Huge was a Hogan Mark. fan as a yeah. kid. So that's quite sweet, actually. Yeah. So then, main event time, ladies and gents. It's uh, it's tag team action. Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho versus Edge and Hulkadee Hogan. The uh, so I'm watching this match, mm-hmm. and I'm watching this match, mm-hmm. and I message LT and I said, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote on my notes, this is a tag match for sure. <laughs> sure is. the The problem is like. And this is, again, something we've discussed on a couple of previous episodes. They know the fans love Hogan, but yes. his limitations in the ring are very, very obvious. And, and really, so it's you've got fu- three it's, guys that yes. are working around him here, effectively. And also, it's, you know, fuck me, because all four of these guys are super over. They mm. don't have to do anything. And they no. did not, because they all, I mean, the crowd was, <laughs> the crowd just wanted the entrances and then the post-match. They don't give a shit about the For rest sure. here. Yeah, and that's really what it was. It was uh, entrances and then what happens at the end. There were there were a couple of bits I kind of liked, though. Um, Tell me. I, I, I shall. I liked um, Hogan rather stroppily just throwing his bandana in Kurt's That was face. pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> that was dickish, but funny. Um, there is an interesting note on commentary. Edge was in attendance for WrestleMania 6, which Hogan main evented. This is important. Ah, Make a note, listeners. Yes. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, Jericho. Um, the ref... Um, uh, Jer- Jericho, Hog- Hogan's on the apron, Jericho yes. taunts him, and Hogan does the, ah, you son of a bitch, I'm, Ooh, gonna, you. I'm in the ring, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. the referee goes over to him, ah, get out of the ring, motherfucker, um, <laughs> so while the ref is arguing with Hogan, Jericho undoes his wrist, t- uh, wrist tape and chokes Edge with it, that's, that's really awesome, good heel yeah. work, I like that I feel that like I don't lot. see that very often, people using the wrist mm. tape for a choke, but I, I always, that's a, that's a trope that I enjoy. That's smart stuff. So, we, uh, we come to the end of the match, uh, with... Uh, like Edge has been kind of taking yes. a sustained beating for a couple of minutes there. Uh, Hogan gets in, gets the hog tag, makes a, a noggin knocker on both of the bad guys, yes. hits him with a double clothesline, knocks Kurt out of the ring with a big boot. Uh, Jericho hits Hogan, but oh no, Hogan hulks up, big boot, oh. leg drop, one, two, but Kurt pulls the ref out of the ring. They should have just had Jericho kick out of it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> K- 
Kurt hits the ring to save Hogan, but Edge gets in the ring to nail Kurt with the execution. Uh, and then Edge apparently has a fucking stroke because he just flops over. Yeah, he just uh, kind of dies. And then let in in doing so, this allows Jericho to put Hogan in the walls. And you he can low see blows Edge. Hogan, by the way, mm. and then puts him in the walls. Yeah, you can see Edge like awkwardly positioning himself, like he's physically having to restrain himself from looking over his shoulder. Yeah. Because obviously if he does, he would have to react and save Hogan. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why, like... It's very strange. Yeah, they should... It would have made more sense if he'd have speared Kurt out of the, the ring floor. or something. And they yeah. both go, yes. Um, But it's all for naught regardless, because even though Jericho has Hogan in the walls... <laughs> Here comes oh Triple H dude. with a sledgehammer. Jericho, it's center of the ring. Hogan is in the walls. Referee's checking on the submission. All of a sudden, the crowd starts going, yeah. I'm like, oh, no. Mm. Triple H, still bloody, comes out with the sledgehammer, gets in the ring, nails Jericho with it. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Fair, he yeah. then hits Edge with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry what? He, then he <laughs> hits he Kurt. He, he hit, was just there. He was just there. He, he hits Kurt Mind with it. Okay, that's fair. He turns yeah. around. He hits Hogan with a sledgehammer. What in the hell is happening? He turns around. He hits the referee with a sledgehammer. <laughs> what? And then they hit his music. <laughs> what the, the fuck? The winner of this tag match between Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho versus Edge and Hulk Hogan is Triple H, apparently. The referee didn't immediately DQ him on the first I, one. He I let know, him hit weird. four other people before he got hit. <laughs> what it's the fuck? fuck? Oh, my God. I'm so... Oh, this made me fucking angry. Actually. I was so confused. I posted this clip on Twitter. If if you've seen me post it, that <laughs> this is why I posted that because I was talking about this episode. I was uh. fucking befuddled. I couldn't. I was like, "What the fuck?" It doesn't make any sense. Do you know? Honestly, worse. You know, like if you're playing a game of. EWR and you book someone too many times on a show and you get a note back from Sophie yes. saying, oh, the fans were sick of seeing yes. that break last night. Yeah, I was done with Triple H. I had my fill of him. Thank you Me very too. Much. I mean, the crowd was hot for it. I gotta give him that. Yeah, but, but I tell you what, though, when he hit Hogan, they weren't sure. No! When he hit Edge, you were confused too. <laughs> like... I, you're not Stone Cold. <laughs> you're just not. Like it doesn't, and you never will be. <laughs> the stunner... Stun hitting a stunner on a face is completely different than smashing Hulk Hogan, who is a face in the head with a sledgehammer. Absolutely, what like, are you doing? It just—it was very strange. I don't—I feel like it made Edge and Hogan look like jabronis. Like it Absolutely. was very strange. So weird, man. Bearing, yeah, like bearing in mind, it makes Hogan look weak. Hogan isn't feuding with Triple H. This Hogan is, is going go, to isn't this Hogan's go defending home? the fucking world title next week. Yes, I'm saying it's like, this is this. It's a week from the pay per view. Now this is the go home, is it? No, there's a, there's one more episode of each. That's left. right. So yeah, and and spoilers. There's no interaction with fucking. Oh, maybe the SmackDown there might be, but Hogan's on Raw and he's just doing stuff with Taker again. No mention mm. of the Triple H thing. It's weird. It's so weird. And like, I'm I just, and again, I like Triple H. Yeah. But I'm fucking done with him at this That's point. That's so like, okay, strange. You, like, you had the opening segment, you had a match. That's ample. That's adequate. Yeah. I mean, Edge, Kurt, and Hogan all had nothing to do with what's happened to Triple H today. No. Hit Jericho with a hammer and continue to hit Chris Jericho with a hammer. You are facing Chris Jericho. <laughs> Like, he's had a feud with Hogan. Like, he hasn't... I don't think he's had jack shit to do with Kurt for, like... 
a while. It must be six months at this point. Has yeah. he ever fucking looked at Edge in his <laughs> entire career even... at this point? What yeah. a way to introduce yourself. Yeah, really. Fucking it's weird, very, dude. It's very strange. So, out comes Vince... Ah. And he says, Triple H should try hitting him with the sledgehammer. You want to hit somebody with that sledgehammer? Why you try me? You got mm. the guts to hit me with that? And he walking down so the ring. He, he gets walks a... to the ring, gets yes. on the apron. Triple H, like, he kind of plays it like he's torn because he knows if he hits Vince, he'll be fired. Yes. But he kind of decides, fuck it. And he yeah, swings a... at Vince. And oh my God, if Vince had been a fraction of a second slower, he would have been, been dead. Yes. There would Vince McMahon, we would have been having a fucking memorial for the next week. And oh my Vince god! Probably, Vince probably told her, "Hey, you better, you better come with it." <laughs> like, I, I've, <laughs> I've got no doubt in my mind yeah. that's exactly what Vince did because he's a crazy motherfucker. Yeah. But if he hadn't have timed it perfectly, Vince would no question have been dead. I agree. Or I agree. the speed that he was going at, if his hands were a little wet, someone in the front row would have been. Oh dead. Oh my god! Yeah. For Can sure. you imagine? So Triple H swings at the apron where Vince is. Hey, I'm going to give you that opportunity to knock the hell out of me. But if you hit me, it'll be the last thing you do in your life. And that <laughs> Triple H says, okay. And he swings the sledgehammer out of him. Vince jumps off the apron, so Triple H misses. And then Chris Jericho comes up from behind, and Triple H turns around and gets smashed in the head with a steel chair. Yeah, and we go off the air. Um, what the fuck? Bit of a wet yeah. fart of a finish, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, the crowd. I mean, he stands over Triple H. I mean, Triple H, you know, the crowd was already hot for the, for the fucking sledgehammer thing. I don't know if, you know, if you're going to do that. Just, just end with that, but nope. Mm. Uh, they got Jericho's heat back, and he stands over Triple H posing with a chair to end the show. Very, very weird. I can only assume they had to do that because they probably... And, and again, this is something they'll be discussing on commentary in the coming episodes. Triple H is kind of a... Hell in a Cell is almost Triple H's signature match in a way. Sure, yeah. He's and Jericho has never been in one at this right. point. So it seems like they probably went, okay, we need something to make people believe he could probably kill Triple H in the cell. Right, yeah. That's but at fair. the same time, like, did you really have to fucking ruin all these people who aren't connected yeah, to you really. in the storyline? Yeah, it, I mean, like... Because there's no, like, Edge isn't going to confront him. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> just, oh, no. Absolutely Fuck. No. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, oh, well. You're right. Yeah. That's really what it is. Oh, well. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. What, what, tune in next week, you fucking idiot. Marks. What a, uh, definitely a strange episode of SmackDown, though. Mm. Not, uh... Well, I wouldn't say it's a banger of a show. It wasn't uh, wasn't too hot this one, and no. we are talking. I mean, not including entrances and victories and that. You're probably talking about thirty minutes of wrestling on what amounts. Oh, to Oh, is that a, what you had? That's right. Yeah, you had the time. Yeah, on, on what amounts to about an hour and a half show it was. without the adverts. Right. Yeah. So it's very story heavy. This one. Sure. And even the the I mean, what what was the longest match? Uh, longest. I I don't have a time for the cruiserweight match because okay. uh, pro pro wrestling wiki do not have that one. Oddly enough, okay, sure. Um, the main event was the longest at six fifty eight, which huh. even so is not very long, especially not for a main event. So no matches went over ten, which is not a bad yeah. thing. And I love matches that go under ten, but like none sure. of the, like a lot of them didn't even go over five. No, uh, which it is... feels like the main event probably should have been longer to make up for it at least. Sure, yeah, it, the, I'll tell you, it felt long. <laughs> uh, well, true. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't know. You know, it wasn't as you know time wise. It said what under seven. You said it was mm, six fifty eight. Yeah, so. so very ju just very slightly sure. under seven. Yeah, very weird, weird yeah. show, man. Very weird. Um, 
But uh, the I, I will tell you, little spoiler, the Raw mm. that you have uh, to look forward to. I'm gonna say, is that <laughs> oh what you're boy. reviewing next, the Raw? Uh, the next episode. Let me pull up the old schedule here. I believe it's probably May 11th or 13th or some shit like the that. The next thing we have is the May 18th uh, episode of Metal, because that's the last episode. And then we're going straight to the pay-per-view, because I oh, know you shit. guys. Oh, I know yes. you guys over on Deadlock. You covered the following episode of Raw. We did. We covered... So you uh, should the... check that out, because yes. it's insane. <laughs> uh, it is the Raw uh, where... Uh, Hulk Hogan and Undertaker have a few incidents with one another where Undertaker ends up dragging (laughs) Hulk Hogan via motorcycle on the ground. Uh, What a crazy crazy episode. So yeah, go go listen to that. I, I I would recommend that. Yeah, and obviously it's hosted by the Deadlock guys. It's very funny. But yeah, that was that was SmackDown. So, uh, I'm loath to say what, what, you know, what, what, what did you like best and worst of this? Because this was Um, kind of, it was, it was okay. Sure. I mean, the Cruiserweight stuff was fun. Uh, Testa Mark Henry was a fun match. The Kurt, uh, all the Kurt segments are fucking hilarious. Oh, Kurt's always gold, appropriately uh, enough. Seeing Devon beat Triple H was awesome. Uh, <laughs> Mind bending. Um, but yeah, other than that, there's not too many things I was too. I mean, the the ending angle, the fact that just witnessing Triple H come out to ruin a tag match was hilarious. I was happy I saw <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, not not too much, not too much to get me excited for Judgment Day here. No, it feels like they did absolutely no building towards the pay per view on this one. Yeah, yeah. No. As- aside from announcing, you know, Triple H versus Jericho. Yeah, but right. it feels like the the rest the of the show just kind of stalled a little thing. bit. Yeah, pretty much, uh, yeah. yeah. So weird, but we we got a brand new wrestleman, and his name was Deacon Batista. Crazy man, very very cool uh, to see that. I I appreciate that. That was the one you thought of me uh, to to be on. I I saw it and I was like, I gotta have I gotta have Johnny on for that. I know he wants to. Do you do you want to do it? Just this one. Do you want to say it in that typical Johnny uh, way when you say Batista's name? God, I love the Batista. <laughs> it's the only reason I wanted you on to see everything else we've had up to this point. It's all just been preamble. Fair enough. I respect that. that. Appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, it's been lovely having you here, man. And that's Thank another you, episode in the can. Ooh, very good stuff. Thank you for having me. Uh, I hope you all that are listening to this. That as always, man. Anyone that is listening uh, because of me, uh, please make sure to go back and listen to the archive of all the other episodes of yeah. Ruthless Aggression. We lived a lot of fun stuff on here. Duel has been on an episode as well. Uh, and LT's bringing in a lot of the boys from New Legacy and all of our friends as well. But definitely make sure to go uh, check out the archives because LT's doing some awesome stuff here and he would love your support. Well, and I would love you to support you my friend. Much. Thank of you. Course. Of course. Uh, yeah, and you know, we've had, like, like Johnny said, lots of great guests so far. Uh, lots of great guests coming up as well. We've got a couple of yes. new voices coming on awesome. soon that I'm very excited to share with you guys. Awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, see you, uh, see you guys on the other side of the ad break, and we'll be oh, having yes. a little uh, the regular profile segment in which we'll be looking at the uh, not yet rated R superstar Edge. And uh, as for you, John Blood, thank Ooh. you very much for coming on. It's a pleasure, of as always, man. I love you very much. You're my brother. I love you, brother. Buddy. Thank you for having um, me. On. And it's always a delight. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, hope to have you back on again. No. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> started in 2015, the Bar Godcast was started by three mates looking to watch and critique every WrestleMania in order. As Andy, Ian, and Lewis explore the history of marquee WWE pay per views, 
They also have to navigate the problematic business practices of one Vince McMahon, and as a result they now watch and review pay-per-views from other promotions. So join us as we desperately cling on to any semblance of love for professional wrestling on the wonderfully intermittent wrestling podcast, The Bar Godcast. I want to thank Johnny once more for coming on today's show, but he's not the only one I want to thank. Before we hop into our next segment, I want to thank our newest patrons over at patreon.com forward slash relived. Firstly, backing at the £7 undisputed tier is Joey Sills. Joey, thank you for your faith in me and this show. It means so much to me that you back at the top tier. Undisputed patrons will get access to Q&A episodes, but I'm also working on another perk for £7 and up backers that they'll hopefully be able to enjoy a little bit more frequently than that, because I decided uh, maybe, you know, if you're going to show that kind of faith in me, you need something a little bit more. Um, I'm hoping to be able to unveil that by the time the next episode goes up, so if you guys are backing me at the top tier, thank you so much. It really means a lot to me. Um... Look forward to uh, more bonuses coming your way. Uh, Joey and all other £7 backers also have access to all of our bonus Patreon-exclusive episodes, including our first video episode, which went up recently, covering some of the WWE's magazines from 2002. Backing at the £4 aggressive tier are the wonderfully named Haywood Jabroni, (laughs) which gave me a good giggle, and Cody Crane, thank you so much for the patronage, guys. Once again, really means a lot to me. Haywood, Cody, and all backers at the £4 and up tier also have access to our bonus Patreon-exclusive episodes. And in addition, backers at any tier, with tiers starting as low as just £1, get a sneak peek at the slate of upcoming episodes, as well as access to our Discord server, where you can interact with myself and the podcast's co-hosts, and of course, you get your name right out on the podcast. The podcast is made possible thanks to the support of you wonderful listeners. If you'd like to contribute to the creation of future episodes, feel free to head on over to patreon.com forward slash relived. Thanks again, guys. With that said, then, it's now time to move on to our profile segment. And today we're looking at one of the Ruthless Aggression Era's great stars, one of the most accomplished and decorated professional wrestlers in history. As far as our timeline goes, he may not yet be rated R, but he's rated very highly all the same. It's the wonderful Edge. You think you know me, think you know me, think you know me. Born October 30th, 1973 in Ontario, Adam Joseph Copeland developed an interest in professional wrestling at a young age, marvelling to the heroes and villains of the World Wrestling Federation's Golden Age and New Generation eras as he grew up. At 10 years old, Adam would meet fellow wrestling fan Jason Riso and form a lifelong friendship, one of the best known in the wrestling industry, bonding over their love of pro wrestling. A pivotal moment in Copeland's early life was when he attended 1990's WrestleMania VI at the Toronto Skydome. The event was headlined by a clash between WWF Intercontinental Champion The Ultimate Warrior and WWF World Champion Hulk Hogan, the man the young Edge would cheer for during the match. It was during this memorable encounter that Adam realised he wanted to become a wrestler, fortuitously later winning an essay contest aged 17 to win free wrestling training from Sweet Daddy Seeky 
and Ron Hutchinson. Training in a tough environment with a low ceiling, which prevented spectacular dives, Copeland was forced to hone his mat-based wrestling, something which would eventually help him form his style in the ring. A little over two years after his WrestleMania VI attendance, Adam made his professional wrestling debut on Canada Day 1992. Over the course of his run on the independent circuit, Copeland would primarily work under the name Sexton Hardcastle, and it was during this time he was frequently paired with fellow Canadian up-and-comer Christian Cage, Adam's childhood friend Jason Riso. A small-time event at a show in Ajax, Ontario, saw Adam catch the eye of Carl DeMarco, the business manager of WWF superstar Bret Hart, one of Adam's favourite performers. While Copeland worked semi-frequently and without a contract for the WWF as an enhancement talent, DeMarco would urge rising star Adam to visit the home of Brett, who was informally training wrestlers while recovering from knee surgery. Making the trip to Calgary, the young Adam would arrive with no money and initially no place to stay, training alongside other notable names such as Test, Mark Henry, Ken Shamrock and Kurgan. After a quick tour to top up his wages, Copeland brought Risa with him to Hart's house, and the duo so impressed Hitman that he put in a good word for both men with the WWF. In a moment of wonderful serendipity, Copeland's first match after signing a developmental contract in 1997 and completing his training to work the WWF ring style was against none other than Christian Cage at a taping for Shotgun Saturday Night. Copeland's official WWF debut came in June of the following year, by which point he'd been given a new ring name, Edge. Edge's initial character was that of a cruel loner who would assault innocent bystanders on darkened streets at night. This would transition into Edge's most famous early gimmick, as he would feud with vampire warrior Gangrel, during which storyline Gangrel would recruit Christian, having dropped the Cage surname, as his ally, revealing that Edge and Christian were brothers, in the storyline at least. Edge would eventually be won over by Gangrel and Christian, and the three would become known as The Brood. The Brood briefly became part of The Undertaker's Ministry of Darkness, but split away after The Undertaker decided to punish Christian for an act the dead man viewed as betrayal. During this time, an infamous promo played out on Raw, in which Gangrel completely dried and blanked live on air. Christian, not realising Gangrel was floundering, didn't offer him much in the way of help, keeping in character and standing stoically. Edge, however, spotted the segment was dying, and seized the microphone to cut a promo of his own. Looking back, the actual content of the promo wasn't anything groundbreaking. If anything, it was a little corny. But the crowd's reaction to Edge was positive, and his ability to think on his feet impressed WWF management. Over the course of summer 1999, Gangrel would turn his back on Edge and Christian and form the New Brood with Matt and Jeff Hardy, the Hardy Boys. The Hardys were, through inconsistent booking, bouncing from manager to manager around this time, and things would only get more complicated when they attempted to earn the managerial services of Terry Runnels at No Mercy 1999 in the so-called Terry Invitational Tournament. Yes, T.I.T. Edge and Christian clashed with the Hardys in a ladder match at the event, and though the Hardys won the match and Terry's services, albeit briefly, this was the moment in which both teams captured the attention of the fans, with many describing it as match of the year. The Attitude Era represents one of the WWF's greatest periods when it comes to tag teams. Edge and Christian would face iconic teams including the Hardy Boys, Too Cool, the Holly Cousins, and the APA. 
but it would be the addition of another team into the mix that helped revolutionise tag team wrestling. Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys were pretty well the most popular teams in the division, and the addition of Bubba Ray and Devon, the Dudley Boys, would only catapult all three teams to greater heights. WrestleMania 2000 is seen by some fans as something of a two-match card, but one of the two matches most fondly remembered from the event is the three-way ladder match between Edge and Christian, the Hardys, and the Dudleys, which not only showcased new innovations in tag team wrestling, but was also pivotal in reinvigorating ladder matches. Edge and Christian would win this match and the WWF Tag Team Championships, going on to win the tag team titles a further six times together, cementing their legacy as one of the greatest tag teams in wrestling history. Around this time, Edge and Christian evolved their gimmick to become, basically, incredibly annoying dude-type characters. They'd often lie to get out of matches, insult and belittle their opponents, mock the fans in attendance with childish displays, and, most famously, for the benefit of those with flash photography, perform their signature five-second pose. The fans hated the obnoxious duo, but there was no denying they were a force to be reckoned with in the ring. SummerSlam 2000 saw the debut of an all-new match type that once again revolutionised ladder matches in professional wrestling. The Hardys were well known for their bold, daring dives, so it could well be said that ladders gave them an advantage. Meanwhile, Bubba Ray and Devon were most famous for putting their opponents through a table. Edge and Christian, meanwhile, preferred to brutalise their opponents with steel chairs, including use of their signature double-team chair move, the Concerto. To solve the fighting between the three teams, WWF Commissioner Mick Foley would unveil an all-new match type, the TLC match. But this was no gentle display of tender loving care. TLC and the WWF stood for tables, ladders and chairs. Oh my! The first TLC match was once again seen as a show-stealer, and its follow-up at WrestleMania 17 the following year, with the same three teams, was viewed by many as one of the best matches of the night, which is quite the accomplishment on a card viewed by a lot of fans as the greatest wrestling supercard of all time. In mid-2001, the WWF would begin to transition Edge and Christian into singles wrestlers. The Storyline Brothers would team up with Kurt Angle on screen, forming Team Eck, Edge, Christian and Kurt, E.C.K., after their real-life backstage friendship group became known as Team Wreck, also including Rhino to supply the R there. Edge's victory over Kurt in the King of the Ring tournament final would not only unravel that alliance, but also plant the seeds for Christian's jealous betrayal, and the two would split as a tag team and begin a memorable feud which elevated both as solo performers and solidify Edge as a babyface. Over the course of the Invasion storyline, Edge would side with Team WWF, as, naturally, he had no connection to the Alliance team. This served to further maintain Edge's babyface role, with him facing Test at Survivor Series 2001 to unify the WWF Intercontinental Championship and the WCW United States Championship, a match which Edge won, crucially picking up the first Team WWF victory of the night three matches into the televised card. Edge's 2001 concluded with the commencement of a feud with William Regal over the Intercontinental Championship, a feud which Regal would ultimately walk away from the victor in 2002. 
WrestleMania 18 saw Edge face Booker T in a strong encounter, which is unfortunately remembered more for its idiotic storyline, with the two supposedly fighting over a Japanese shampoo endorsement. And that brings Edge to the start of our timeline. As we know now, of course, Edge was drafted to SmackDown soon after WrestleMania 18. SmackDown lead Paul Heyman was keen to have Edge on his brand, telling Edge he wanted him to be his Sting, in reference to the heroic role Sting would portray in World Championship Wrestling, championing justice, befuddling the heels, and doing what was right. And just a few short months from where we are in today's episode, Edge would also go on to be a crucial part of one of Heyman's other genius ideas, which made SmackDown some of the most can't-miss wrestling television of all time. That's your lot for today, listeners. It's time for me to wrap things up. As ever, you can follow us on Twitter at RARelive, where you can find me directly at LT Dangerous. You can get in touch with Johnny at John Blood, that's J-O-H-N-B-L-U-D, and you can find him and myself and our other friends at New Legacy Inc. on most platforms, actually, including YouTube and Twitch, as well as following Johnny's exploits in Wrestlingland as a podcaster on the Deadlock podcast and a promoter of DPW. Just search for Deadlock Pro Wrestling on YouTube or head over to dpwondemand.com and sign up to catch those pay-per-view events. My personal recommendation this time around is the amazing trios tag match at DPW No Pressure, pitting Meltman Donny Ray, Kid Bandit, and Andrew Everett against Jay Malachi, Lucky Ali, and BK Westbrook. Seriously, check it out. I promise you won't regret it. As well as Twitter, you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes, which helps us tremendously with visibility, and you can drop us an email at ltruthlessaggression at gmail.com if you want to go a little longer with your thoughts and feedback, send them in, they'll get read out on the podcast. And don't forget, you can find exclusive bonus episodes over at patreon.com forward slash relived. Tears start at just £1 and all have exclusive content of some variety or another. £4 backers get immediate access to our existing bonus content, including a look at WWF Forcible Entry, where I'm joined by Lewis Clark, as well as a video episode covering early 2002 WWF magazines. Uh, but an audio edition of that one exists too, if you so prefer. Assuming her throat's healed, I'll be able to get the Free For Everyone bonus episode with Victoria Smith recorded and uploaded to you guys soon, but our next main timeline episode will be a look at the 18th of May 2002's episode, and the final episode at that, of Metal, or Jacked if you can find footage of it since they're basically the same show. But footage of the final episode of Metal definitely exists online if you want to watch ahead of time. Until then guys, I've been LT Fletcher, on behalf of John Blood and for myself, Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time.